friend, comedian, and star of the hit show Enjoy It on Comedy Central Sunday nights at midnight, Brody Stevens. <laughs> and please, go to BurtBurtBurt.com, pre-order my book, Life of the Party, and get a murdered out machine shirt! This is the BurtCast. Now, what, now this one, it's you just... It's just talking? You're just, uh, it's just conversation? It's just talking and conversation. Okay, good. Let's see... Are we recording? Yep. We're recording. So I'll just let you know where I am. Do you want me to hit pause? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I fucking love you. Okay. <laughs> I wish I had recorded that. Okay, I'm sorry. You're such a fucking fascinating person, Brody. If when if I when I met you, I met you. Do you know? What, do you you probably don't remember when I met you? I do. Do you really? I I I'll, I remember what city and probably what. Right. I, I would say night. If you remember specifically, yes. I would say the year would probably be, I moved to New York in 97. I'm going to say 98, probably. 98. And I think it was either Collective Unconscious or Surf Reality. Right. I, was, I would say one of those two. <clears throat> I remember you had a joke. Uh, I want to say the movie 10 Things I Hate About Me was out. And you had a joke. Oh, 10 Things I Hate About Me. Do you remember that? Oh, I remember you talking about me talking about some bit where i just made fun of myself that like i beat him to it kind of 10 things i hate about but i did like 80 things about i didn't I, like i about forget me. how i forget the premise all i remember is i have hair on my cock i said <laughs> not that. just on the base halfway up the shaft you got it <laughs> shaving the tip <laughs> i mean that's true is that weird no not at all i used to have a bit this that that whole scene was not I wasn't very comfortable in it. I, it's so funny because you know I think me and you were kind of came out of the same culture and into comedy. Right, you went to Florida State. Yeah, like I we went were to both Arizona kind of jocks, State. Went to and we big and state schools. And just to clear up on on the broadcast here, hi everybody, I'm Stephen Brody Stevens. The, <laughs> the we're talking about like the Lower East Side are. Uh, the beginning, kind the, be, the not the beginnings, but maybe the second trimester of the birth of alternative comedy, if that makes sense. Like yeah. there was already the the roots were already really, there. That's Mark a really Marin, great uh, rebar an- analogy. Yeah, the second trimester of the birth of alternative comedy. That's yeah, really- I would say surf reality and uh, that lounge. That I would say that Luna Lounge yeah. was kind of like the the. The, the major leagues for that alternative scene back in the day, the Lower East Side, where we were performing, and Surf Reality and Collective Unconscious, which were the open mics, were kind of like the feeder. If you if you wanted to do Luna Lounge. Yeah. Luna so, Lounge was like the... I never got there. I never... I, that's I, okay. I stopped... I started barking at the Boston Comedy Club shortly thereafter. And I barked also. Over at, at Comedy the, Cellar. The cellar. Yeah. Yeah, that's so crazy. So, but it's so interesting because I saw you doing well in those rooms, and it was it was so. Um, I would have jokes that were, I would have jokes that just wouldn't work there. Yeah, and but I saw you doing material that was very kind of thematically the same as me. You you weren't doing anything different. You weren't trying, but you were. It was working. Does that make sense? Um, you weren't trying, well, and you were doing well. You weren't trying. I, I, you know the, what? You know what I was working on back then. I think. 
it was like being myself. So I, I think you, I wasn't like trying to be a stand-up there. I knew that they weren't into stand-up comedy. They hated stand-up comedians like Face Boy, who ran Sunday Show, yeah. the uh, you know, and Reverend Jen on Wednesday night, the anti-slam at Collective Unconscious because comedy was all about you know slamming people. You know, there's a victim, so they're they're. We're all they're all about. I know you're laughing. No, Bert. I never knew. That remember that? I never knew that's what that stood for. I mean, that's what I think. Yes, I always thought it was like as opposed to slam poetry. Oh, there. You, well, maybe it was. <laughs> okay, well, that's kind of the same thing then. Yeah, because I was getting big too. The new New yeah. Poetry Society, which was a, God, I'm educating the, the the world in comedy, and that scene back in ninety four, ninety five, and there was. There was poetry, actually, and I think Zach De La Rocha from Rage Against the Machine used yeah. to hang over there around that time. Anyway, but, yeah, we were in that that alternative. It was very positive. You know, in Face Boy, you no know, heckling, no attacking the audience and vice versa. You'll, you know, it's very... Sure I attack the audience. I think he said that, right? You uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure I went after them a couple times when I was doing poorly. But you were never... I sucked. I sucked back that. then. Well, I did. I was... I was trying to be someone I wasn't, which which is so interesting because I, so me and you texted about doing the podcast and I've been, I've been a friend of yours for a long time. I would say like a friend, like never like hang out too much, but come over to the house or say hi. But like, I've been obsessed. I was obsessed with enjoy it. The first run on HBO. Go. Oh, we're going right into that. I love I was it. having, I was having a great time in New York city back in. Did I say 94, 96? But go ahead. I'm going to let you. This is the BirdCast. I'm Not, following you. And so I saw that. And I like the I've, only time I've ever dealt with depression was 90, oh. 90, that time during then. That when I was going through doing stand-up then, I was because I just didn't. I wasn't working. I was not funny. I was bombing, and I was working at Barnes and Noble. I had a name tag job. That Aster fucking, Place? Yeah. Aster Place, yeah. No air conditioning. And uh, oh. the fucking worst job in the world. But... um. I'm watching last night. I'm watching the newest episode. Oh, you're researching. I like that. No, no. I watch it because I like it. Like, I, that's the truth. I like it because it is so, it is so putting everything on the fucking table. Like, you literally have not, you're, you're not hiding anything. Well, I went for it. Y- yeah. And it's so, <laughs> I'm, fu- I'm watching it last night. And you're talking about depression, and I'm like, dude, I've been there. I don't even like talking about well, it. Well, that was real. Yeah. I mean, it was brutal. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about it on the bike ride over here. I rode my bicycle. Because I, I was getting coffee. And I go, I have no reason, really, to be depressed. And I was never... I've had two forms of, like, depression. Most recently, I think my depression was... Um, med, um, just a lot of stuff. When you go up, you come down. So my my last depression, I feel, was a result, and I covered in the the show and other podcasts. And it was the medicine. I think the medicine I really saw you. Zomb- I saw you. zombied me out, and it had to be done. You know, I'm not I'm not blaming anybody for putting me on what I was put on. That's protocol. You had to. It's like a safety net. Like this guy, we got to. It was, I'm not saying it was a chemical straitjacket, but it was almost like, it was hey. a gra- I heard you say that in the show last night, and it, and it was a great, it was well, it really, because I ran into you at the, right, I think I just started watching the well, first you should round. Re- I saw you, maybe, 
close to a year ago, probably. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I was, and I was so excited for you because all this, and you just were vacant. Oh, it was bad. And yeah, I, um, you know, I, I guess it had to be done. I was depressed due to that. It was brutal, and it just piled on. And living in, living in that Hollywood apartment, and you know, I was living right where we're doing the. You know, I used to live right down the street. Now I live. I, now I live back down the street again. So you back in the valley now? Back in the valley, and so that that was that was bad. That was real depression. I think brought on by a whole number of things. And you know, I didn't fake it. It was real. Yeah. I did go manic. You know, I did go off my meds, and there was something there that came out that was there. I'm not saying... What's what's mania feel like? Great. No, I'm kidding. Because um, <laughs> I've, I've... I mean, been... I was happy. I got... I got... I mean, I could go manic now, probably. Still. You know, I was just... Again, thinking on the bicycle right over. Um, You know, I got to watch it, because... Look. Good things are happening right now. You're getting me at a point where I'm still you I'm seem, still under you, anxiety. You seem really good. You like as opposed to I'm can't wait for Leanne to talk to Leanne after this because you came over right before I think your bad spell the over to my house. Do you remember you came over? I was having a barbecue and you came over and you could you could tell something was going on. Okay, do you remember that a long time Vaguely. ago? You came over. I, th- I forget what was going on. But I was we were, like wired a little bit. You were, you just you could see so you were off. Yeah. And Leanne said that's the, like really? just from seeing you do stand up. She goes that's so not. He didn't seem right. And then you went. You went. I think you you fell apart. Or you like you. I think you went to Montreal or whatever. And yeah. then And Leanne went. Wow, I saw that coming. I'm dying to see her interpretation of you coming in because you came in super. Like I was like woo, like. Well, I, 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 no, it's it's a balancing act right now. I mean, for me and for others, and I gotta like, you know, it's like, oh, do I get too up? Do I get too down? Not too down, but do I get too up? Do I stay on this med? Do I try to go natural? And now there's different pressures on me. Maybe, maybe pressure. I, I actually feel th- this should make things easier for me. Yeah. I can like actually, and I, but I'm not there yet. Bert. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not there yet. And maybe I'll never be there, but what's gotten me to this, my instincts tell me that once the next four, ep- I'm not even talking about my half hour special, you know, I, I don't even care about that. That's, Whatever, even though people do hours and have done hours every year, I'm talking about a half hour. Okay, but I, I, I'd, I'd rather do a half hour than an hour right now. Less, be, less is more. It's a better way to represent yourself, I think. For the, it's 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 a bite size for the consumer. Yeah, in the sense that they get a sense of what you do. They go see you do an hour, and you haven't blown through all your material, and you don't have to turn over everything. Look, I I, I lucked out. I'm lucky right now, and I know, but I also have to be like, you know what. I'm just every podcast I've been doing recently, quote unquote, promoting the show. It's hard to promote something that you're not even sure about. You don't know. That's part of who I I'm not looking at you. I I mean, my whole new thing is just focusing off into another world. I'm in the middle of something. People don't. 
it's it's this is not I'm not saying, oh, I'm getting adjusted to fame and this is a new world. I, I I'm still thinking because I am laying it out there. It's an introduction. It's like, look, if you can handle this, that's as far that's as extreme as I'll go. Yeah. Hopefully we can go funnier eventually or maybe even whatever. Well, but it, in terms of intensity, that's as far as if you can handle that. I, I would feel better. Like you've seen it all. Can I tell you? Can I tell like you my my assessment is <clears throat> comedy yes, doctor? Um, not not of you, but I'm of kidding. what your show is and the way it relates to audiences. Uh, podcasts are an extension of stand up. Podcasts have, I think, um, evolved the conversation that an, a comic has with his audience. I go to shows now and people go, tell tell the story about Isla and the tree. It's a story I just told on a podcast. Or tell about Isla taking a – whatever Isla story or Georgia story that you just tell on a podcast. Or they want to hear the story about the podcast. Your show – podcasts are very vulnerable. You know, I'm not trying to be funny right now. I'm just trying to be fun, have a good time, listen, talk, and be interesting. Your show is that. It is the next generation, the next – you know, it's, it's not a reality show. It's more like a documentary. And it's not shot like sim- – thematically although there are scenes of you and zach on the pitcher's mound but those play so fucking funny like when when (laughs) like you you it just and it's it that is not a sketch it is a it is a uh kind of a a display of your personality that scene you know the scene i'm talking about yeah yeah um thank you first of all and forgive me if i want so i mean sometimes I, i get off track i was i was I agreed with. Okay, we'll talk about podcasting, for yes. example. The the podcast you had with Johnny Spanish, the, Johnny Spanish, the the, fir, the the first one, the very first one <laughs> was so fucking awesome. If, if now you know Johnny, I do not. Well, I th- you know you guys never crossed paths in New never, York. Never. You, you know, maybe maybe I did. Maybe I'm I sure did. you did because he maybe did, did surf and. Uh, collective all the time during our times. So, Maybe I did. Okay. I but, but I'm gonna say yes. I just listened to that podcast one time, and it was so fun. And I I couldn't tell what if you were trying at all or if that if you were going through. But it was so fun because you were micromanaging everything, and I could not stop fucking laughing. Again, thank you. <laughs> that podcast. Uh, Cost me. It was very. <laughs> what's the word? What divisive? Divisive. There's like people like you who loved it, <laughs> and then there's people who hate it. It's it's either you love or you hate. That podcast was. It was so fucking funny. Yeah, I, I I've seen it. I've, I I I I I had I analyzed it. <laughs> I bet you did. I I because. Bert, it caused havoc. <laughs> it was so fucking good. It was so good. I think didn't you guys stop living together after that? Yeah, he moved. <laughs> he moved. He moved. He moved back to Philadelphia. Oh, Spanish. Oh, I mean, it was. It was. It was so good. It was crazy. I was. <laughs> I was in that. I was going there. You could. That, I mean, if you look at that, you know, it's like. When you say you're bi, I guess I am. Yeah. You know, th- you can create some crazy, no no pun intended, some crazy stuff. Yeah. You just allow your mind to, like, go. 
Yeah. Within the parameters of, you know, I'm not breaking things. I'm not, I'm not, you know, abusing the format. That particular show. Is well, it, can, that, can people I, still find it online? I may have had Redman take it down. Oh, my God. Well, I'll tell you. Okay. You, let, let, we'll Go talk ahead. about that podcast okay. specifically first. I had a sip. Of my By the way, this is early podcasting. I think so. Three, this is four years ago, okay. Years this ago? is uh, okay. Brian Redband. I'm sure everyone here knows Redband. Um, Death Squad for life. Hashtag yes. Okay, so Brian was working with Joe Rogan. They were, you know, Joe Rogan was all everything was on his website. Brian was. That guy filming everything. And then Brian started doing his own, like the birth of Death Squad. Yeah. Birth of Alternative Comedy, birth of Death Squad. And I'm hearing a horn honk, but that's okay. Stay focused. <laughs> so Brian was actually, this is before the Ice House. There was, he was doing shows out of his house, his yeah. house in Burbank. So. It was kind of like every afternoon he started doing them, I guess, like when he wasn't working with Joe or on the road, and they were video podcast. I guess they would go up to Ustream. So mm-hmm. he would put them up live, and then they would be archived, and then later on he would do he would the dump podcast. Them. Yeah, he would, yeah. And this was in the very, you know, it wasn't the ice house. It was like on his couch in his bedroom, that kind of thing. And... It's funny you think about because I guess it was early on in this whole deal. I, it was I, the very beginning of that of that of everyone's of, of people starting to do podcasts. Yeah, and I remember Brian texted me and he's like, "You got to listen to the one with Brody." <laughs> well, he goes, "I think you're going to love it." So, I was doing um, I started doing them, and at that point, I was not doing podcasts for you know to feel better or to. to I was just doing them to do them. Jump in. Just yeah. jump in. I wasn't doing it for any other reason than, hey, oh, it's stage time. Give it to me. Yeah. Yeah, f- yeah let's do it. It's fun. <laughs> and so first couple ones, I think I had Tony Henchcliffe. I had Benji. I had Esther. You know, we would sit there and just talk. And I think I had Benji and Tony. Oh, we did like three. And then I had one. I said, okay, then. <laughs> and then I had... um. Another one, and I, I just had my friend Spanish, my roommate, Johnny Spanish, on. And he is a actor, comedian. He was and still is, always will be. And we, would, we were roommates right down the street. And we would constantly, in the apartment, have fun, laugh for the first. We were roommates at this particular apartment four years. Yeah. Okay? Pretty close to four, if not four. I would say the first... Two and a half, maybe three years were good. It was fun, helpful, good energy. And I was trying to guide Johnny. Like, you know, my whole advice to, you know, even young comedians or people who want to get into it, you just got to, you have to do it. You have to get on stage. It's yeah. about stage time. It's about stage time and jokes. Your your personality it will come out later. You're too nervous. You're going to be too nervous the first six months or whatever to really be comfortable and have your personality shine. So you might as well, you got to cut through it so you get your stage time. And along the way, write jokes. And of course, listen, watch, all that stuff. Okay, so 
we're, we're so we were getting we had always had stories like Spanish. We would talk and laugh. I said we should do that. It's funny, Spanish and Stevens. So we'll do that. It was like I was doing warm up at Best Damn Sports Show or Chelsea. I was working constantly at that. Not constantly. I don't want to sound like that. I was working at a consistent gig. Yeah. And Johnny wasn't. I feel, and he would feel wasn't. You know, I wanted to include him in stuff somehow, and this is a perfect opportunity. Yeah, that's what I felt, and he was game for it. I was game for it. Now I'm performing all the time. I'm at the comedy store with Don Barris. It's late night. I've already done a few podcasts. This is just you know in the lat that up to that point, and so I bring. I have an idea what I want to do. <laughs> Maybe we prepped on it. And it was like, okay, it's on camera, live, it's archived, and then it's the podcast. So again, this is like my third one. And I just go for it, playing to the cameras, just being brody, you know, not holding back, yeah. not being a jerk, but allowing myself to be a that guy. And I don't know if it was just Spanish or <laughs> it was <laughs> somebody else as well, but I was just like talk about the Beatles, you know? And he was like, we were ar- we, at that point, we were arguing the last year. I mean, we were arguing the car ride over. I was just nitpicking everything. It was a clear display of nitpicking. Yes, exactly. I just allowed it to go. And he kept, Spanish kept feeding into it. I couldn't tell if he was really upset or not. I couldn't tell. It is. I mean, so- nobody can tell any, nobody could tell anything. Red Band didn't know. Spanish didn't know. I didn't know if Spanish was upset or Red Band was... I didn't know. Yeah. And I thought it was funny. You know, I wasn't... I didn't get mad. I didn't get... I wasn't stressed out. I was just yelling, having a good time. It was It was so... I was listening to it on a tri, on an elliptical machine, and I could not stop but laughing. But you know me, and you're yeah. a comedian. But that's the weird thing about you. You, you're, you are... You're... I would say... One of the most beloved comics working by other comics. I, I've I've heard that. I I accept that. I'll tell I'm you not why. Sure why? I'll tell I you. I mean, why. I know why. I don't feel that, but I accept it. Go you, ahead. It's well when your show premiered, the the people that retweeted enjoy it on Comedy Central Sunday nights at t- midnight or eleven. Oh, they didn't do a good job, I guess. Um, <laughs> Midnight. I, midnight. Well, you know what? It actually airs earlier sometimes. It airs at nine o'clock on okay. the West Coast. Um, they say I just say midnights. The but uh, the people that reach nice, right? I was like, I was blown away. I mean, I, I put a, I saw your tweet, and then I put together my own tweet to tweet about your show. Did you? You did of too. Course, of course, of and, course. Uh, like, and I just the list of people. I was like, holy shit! I've heard that from a couple people come up to me. Oh, you had so many people. You know, promoting your show. I I mean, I guess I have to look at it, but I saw Amy Schumer, for example, and then I saw, I don't want to say, I just felt like, for my this is how my brain works, I felt like, oh, Comedy Central probably made them do it. No. Because they had some, I know, that's how my, and that's, I probably just lost a friendship. I think <laughs> Amy Schumer is upset with me. No, I, but that's that's how my mind works sometimes. And yeah, but that, that felt good. That felt good. The podcast, you know, it was crazy. It's like, you know me, so yeah. I can kind of get away with that. I'm not saying I can get away with that. Now, the, the thing about po- – I'll be technical about a podcast. I always ask, is this live? Is this 
that, you know, it's like, are you, because as a performer, you know, you're, you play to a camera. So a lot, you have to be aware that, oh, it's a podcast too. Somebody's going to be listening at home with their headphones in a cubicle and you're screaming at somebody. Yeah. If they don't know you, they're not going to be with it. I don't think. And then even if they know you, they may go, you know, it's too much. Brody, you're yelling. It's you're going on and on. There's that fear. But also, I, I think people say, oh, Brody, he repeats himself. He does that. First of all, I have OCD. I, oh. I, I do repeat. Not I don't wash my hands over and over. I don't count. But it's like I got to get that point. If you, I'm calling it OCD. I'm obsessive about it because I allow my mind to get there. But also, I'm thinking... Nobody's really watching. I mean, I'm not saying that. Like, I felt all these video podcasts, everything I've been doing has led up. I put all that into the show. All that. I didn't think that, oh, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to win people over on this one. I'm trying to be me. Yeah. So when I'm doing the podcasts up to this point, I'm kind of trying to win people over, but I'm also trying, it's a fine line because I'm brand, I'm also you. I'm also like we're doing things. Oh, it's like a rehearsal. I'm rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing. Boom! Now I'm here. Hope knock on wood or whatever. Yeah. Now I don't need to like rehash these things and con- try and always convince people. This is what I'm. Or even in my, I wasn't about convincing. It was convincing myself. It was like, okay, you got it. You got it. You watch me do warm up. I do a lot of the same stuff. It's like my, when I'm, and I'll still, I'll still do warm up. Like podcasting, audience warm up is a good skill as well. I, I'm lucky. It's good to be able to talk. To, it's good to learn how to talk to people that don't want to listen. Oh, well, we learned that from barking. I learned that from being a tour guide at Radio City Musical. When you, there's, there really isn't a secret. I, I, I look back now, like I said, riding my bike. If you ride a bicycle, you'll think thoughts. Oh, yeah. I think thoughts when I walk slowly. Like mm-hmm. if I walk somewhere, I'll talk to myself and my brain will start humming. I think I deal with a lot of I've – dealt, I've dealt with a tad bit of mania, but I don't really ever hit the – I hit the, the downtime, but I don't, get, I don't get allowed to like this fucking woman. <clears throat> She's got a Duck Dynasty shirt on and now it looks like a clan outfit. Because of what they said, the uh, but I like I don't I don't deal with down too much. I've had a, I have a couple manic episodes I think in my life where I just your body's humming and you can't stop it from humming. Um, well, then you just gotta like go exercise, I guess. Yeah. You know, my brain will hum and my body will hum. I don't like when my body hums. That's a physical reaction to. Something for me, generally, it could be medic, you know. What meds do you want to know? Well, I'll be honest. I'm going to be honest. I haven't taken my meds for six weeks. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's not, it's, it's when you're on medication, once you get on that train, it's hard to get off it. It's hard to, you gotta, it's a mind, look, they say if it's working, it's working. Don't change. If you you feel fine, don't change. We're in entertainment, Bert. This this is a unique 
I'm not saying we're different or we're better. It's unique what we as entertainers. It's a it's a rare, just numbers wise, it's yeah. a rare thing. So you've been going through it, and I'm sure you after you you've settled into it, you've settled in, and you know there could be another level or two, but there really isn't. You got maybe a couple different levels. You're you're there. You're I'm not like, look. What do you mean, bro? I'm just saying, like, there's a couple more levels. You're already in. Yeah. Meaning you can relax and be yourself. So I forget why I was saying that. I'm not. What was, what was I saying before? I think that? the question was, what meds are you on now? <laughs> Thank you. See what I'm saying? All right. Good point. Thank you for. <laughs> Bert, you reeled me in like a fish. I know what you're saying though. It's <clears throat> this business is weird because oh, our dreams yes. are attached. Yes. Our dreams are attached to our personalities. Yes. Our personalities get us work and the more work we get the more dreams we achieve. Exactly. And you you almost don't have time to take a break and go I need some me time because the business doesn't want to give it to you. I had the same conversation with Amy Schumer oddly enough in an airport after we did a gig in Seattle and we saw the airport she was like I'm just I wanted, I always wanted this work. I just didn't know it would be like this, and I know I didn't know I'd get to enjoy. I, I didn't think I'd. I thought I'd enjoy it more. <clears throat> and you get to a point where you're like, I want to breathe, but then I don't want to breathe. I want to keep working, but I know what you're saying. Like, well, I'll, okay, the God, I just forgot my point again. I, I know what I was going to say. I should just keep moving forward instead of thinking back. Yes. Okay, I'm going to follow your lead. So okay. when you hold my hand, Bert, I'm going to move forward instead okay. of going back. <laughs> See, I'm learning. Yeah. I'm okay with the work. Yeah. What I, I mean, I'm a grinder. I just go. And I say that because I'm able to, maybe it's not healthy completely. You know, you're married, you have kids. I'm not married. I don't even have a girlfriend. I'm 10% gay. No, but. I heard that by the way on Rogan. That was maybe one of my favorite. See, that's something I was working on. We can get him to 80. (laughs) And then it finally got traction. Yeah, I probably was beaten around the bush, no pun intended, and then somehow by me putting a percentage on it on from doing the podcasts, it got traction. Well, your 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 personality is the kind of there's two. I'm going to say probably two comics I can think of off the top of my head that um, are so unique that other comics quote them and do an impression of them when they talk about if your name is brought up. People do uh, Brody Stevens, 818 till I die, push it to the limit. You like, got it. You got it. Uh, you and Ian Bag. Ian Bag. Oh, oh, Ian gets that? Oh, the second you go, oh, Ian Bag. Like everyone will do an Ian Bag impression. And he's a master crowd work guy. He's amazing. Both you guys are very unique. And an athlete. Plays yeah. hockey. Yeah, great athlete. Big guy like me. Dark hair. So. Saw, he saw a man die in a rock tumbler when he was a kid. Oh, what's a rock tumbler? I have no fucking idea. Some Canadian thing. Oh, I wouldn't want to. He saw a man fall into a rock tumbler and die when he was like 17. You know, it's funny. Not funny, but, you know, I was looking at a, uh, you know, an online, you know, article. Everyone's online. And I remember seeing like a body when I was a kid. It was over on Topanga, Ventura and Topanga, out here in the valley near, you know, on the way to Calabasas. You know, I'm West Valley. Eight one eight till I die, literally. And this person, whatever. I just remember seeing the yellow blanket on the uh, south side of Ventura, and it was like 
it was a car. A person got hit by a car. I didn't see it happen, but I remember seeing like the blood from the under the yellow blanket. It was like, you know, I remember that. They yeah. were talking. Of, I don't know why I'm bringing that up. No, but no, good. tell me, I remember I was probably probably 11 or 12, and it's like ingrained in my head seeing that. It's like I couldn't handle something traumatic like that being around like as a kid seeing violence like oh it it would mess with me i mean i remember the first car accident i saw i was in sacramento as a kid i was so i was probably four or five and i remember just seeing this car go through the intersection it was like blew my mind what was the first uh first bit of sexuality that you saw asked that like when I went to Bangkok. Oh, oh no. Um, first bit of sexual. Well, I can remember like the first time I in public, I was aroused. It was at the Man's Chinese Theater. I was seeing the movie Ten with my father at the Man's Chinese Theater, starring Dudley Moore and um, Bo Derek. Bo Derek, thank you, thank you for picking me up on that. And I just, you know, got aroused that so i was i was 10 you know and bo derrick aroused me and from that point on you know that's that's what it was and of course i have intrusive thoughts and i did push it to the limit <laughs> but right there you're what? seeing me right there <laughs> wait what was how what what well, I I would love to hear a, vi- a visual representation of pushing it to the limit because yeah. I listened to that Rogan podcast and I heard you on the show pushing it to the limit should be a t-shirt I went to Vegas and pushed it to the limit <laughs> I you know it's not an original term or a song push it push it to the limit you know even Rick <laughs> Ross quote uh, does a song on it so it's not an original thing but the I'm still fleshing it out. But the more again, no pun intended. Pun intended. No pun intended. Um, big, big pun intended. Big pun. Good. Hey, I like that. <laughs> I remember when Big Pun died. I was living in New York. I remember hearing that Big Pun. My buddy worked on a music video, and they said his wife had to wipe his ass for him. I remember hearing that and Wait. going. Because he was so big? He was so big, his wife had to wipe his ass. My buddy worked on a music video. Oh, wow. He was like, yeah, yeah, man. His wife had to go into the bathroom to wipe his ass. Because he was so big. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I just thought if I ever got that big, I'd just hang out in pools all the time. Yeah. Just so you have some weight off your body. That, that's some... Really? Yeah. Well, you want, you want to lose the weight if you can. Yeah. But that's... People... We're lucky. I see people that are, you know, especially when it's kids. So I'm not going to think about kids. I'll just think of a, an adult. But just, over, you know, they don't have a chance almost. It's like uh, you feel bad for them. They have, I'm not saying the diseases, but just we're lucky. I'm lucky I'm, yeah. I'm able to stay active. You're at, we're lucky. We're well, not. Watching watching your show, the first time I saw Enjoy It, I went, oh my God, that I'm very similar in the sense that I like having weights and treadmills and spin bikes around so that when I'm watching TV, I just hop on the spin bike and just start pedaling. Or I, I always, I, I mean, I'm, I say this uh, uh, obsessively, I always 
end my day with a bottle of wine on the treadmill, just watching TV. That's no, funny. I love that. But uh, the trampoline when I when I saw you with the trampoline and on your spin bike, I was like, oh, I, I do that. And I, I think I texted you. I was like, hey, how many calories does that trampoline burn? <laughs> yeah, you know, look, we all know that exercise is beneficial. Yeah. No, I'm not going to argue the exceptions. We all know exercise is. <laughs> Wait, what, what well, some guy's going to say like, "Well, you know, I think, uh, I, I don't know, maybe I, there is one guy out there who <laughs> exercise is over." Well, you don't want to get hurt. Yeah, you don't want a weekend warrior. How does yeah. that sound? Yeah, okay. That's what I'm talking. That's where it's like, all right, you know, or overdoing it. So okay. the night in Bangkok, it's you. Oh, Zach. moving on. It's you, I'm Zach. following your hand. I'm following your lead. It's you, Zach, Dr. Ken. Yeah, and another actor. Who's the other famous, actor? I don't even know if you... I don't... Dr. Ken... Well, another one. You could figure it out. Whoever I said something, else. by the way, if Dr. Ken is ever listening. I said something to Dr. Ken one time. So shitty on accident. Uh-huh. And I, I've, can, I've always think that I... I don't think he ever caught it, but I caught it and I obsess about it. I saw... Oh, he didn't catch it, though? I don't know if he did or he didn't. Well... And I, well, and I and I what I, was it? Was I it said, a slam? Was no, it no, no. It slam? wasn't a slam. It was. I was very happy to say I love Ken. Sorry, I, that I went racial. And and so so and I saw him and I was I was with uh, T O and Terrell Owens. Yeah, and I was I like how I say Terrell instead of Terrell because he called me on it. He did. Yeah, when he was yeah. at Best Damn Sports Show, he would be on a couple times, and I go keep it going for Terrell Owens. Terrell and he and he, but he wasn't a jerk about it. He goes Terrell. What's it? I forgot it already. It's Terrell. Terrell. And it's the Kirsten of names. So uh, Kirsten or Kirsten. But he corrected me. Not a bad way, but kind of in a like in a lighthearted way, actually. But I you know what? It worked. I know he's Terrell Owens. Yeah, he was a really. And so we ran and we were. Am I holding the mic? Should I hold it here? No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I run it through level later. Okay. Um, I saw Ken and I uh, I was so excited. I hadn't seen him since all the work he's done. Last time I saw him, we were working a club together. Yeah. And I I. I just I caught up and said hi and asked how you know his family's doing. Is he still practicing medicine at all? Was he he was going to like a, a voice coach to work on a dialect or some sort? And he as we walked away, I I, I meant to say congratulations on all your success. Mm-hmm. What I said was congratulations on all your luck. And it, I and I, I just it just it just came wow. out shitty. And I went wow. Fuck. Do you want to you right you want to take a moment right now? I'm not. You know he could be listen. He could listen. He's not listening. But, but if he, he is could, listening, I'm so sorry. Somebody could Ken. clip an audio. If everyone can tell, somebody could clip. Someone could <laughs> clip that audio. Send it to Ken and say, Ken, I'm so sorry. I meant to say congratulations on all your success. I don't think it was luck at all. Yeah, at all. He's super talented, and I thought he was super talented. Some like you create your own luck. So that night in Bangkok, it's you, oh, Doctor Ken. All right, I'm holding your Zach, hand. I'm holding your hand. And another actor I don't know. Well, I don't know if he. I don't want to say his name. He didn't do anything. I didn't see. Him. Nobody did anything yeah. except me. But yeah, we went out, and you know, it's it's mentioned in the in the. I'm not saying anything that people haven't heard yeah but yeah we went out so you just do what what all the americans do you go to the little fun area smoke a hookah and what's in the hookah is it weed no it's just i guess it's just the yeah it's just flavored tobacco or i'm not into that necessarily i know it's popular actually but over there i'm not gonna get caught with marijuana in thailand i'm just not pushing that yeah that i won't push to the limit but people do. I've heard stories of people bringing in, having it 
there. So I didn't. I said, no way. So I was kind of proud of myself, actually, yeah. that I could not. I could be after after a day or two, you're fine. You know, you yeah. get over that. So I was happy for being able to do that, and I would have a couple beers. And we did go to that. We did go to that Hana Plaza, I think it's called. It's famous, Nana Plaza. But anyway, it's where all the you know the girls dancing. The how long did you balls. stay in Bangkok for? Forever. No, for two almost two weeks. Two weeks to shoot your scenes. Yeah, I I actually was, you know, working only five days. So they, I was flown over, maybe by Zach, maybe by Todd. Who knows? All I know is I got a call, Brody, Bangkok, now. You know, so, okay, you got it. <laughs> and so I, they, they pick right down, you know, staying right down the street. They pick you up in a town car, go to the airport. I'd never been. I'd Did been you fly by yourself? Actually, Brian Callen was on the flight. Oh, really? I'll get I'll get to that in a second. So, was Brian Callen with you that night? No. Okay. Brian, no. I'm not going to get any. There, nobody got in trouble. I'm not going to get anybody in trouble. But nobody, nobody did anything yeah. to get in trouble yeah. about yeah. that I saw. So, so they fly you and Brian over. Well, it's funny. It's like, you know, they fly you over. Boom. We were in J- Tokyo. It's like an hour layover, and I'm. Walking, I get out of the airport, Narita. I'm just walking around. I went into the lounge because I was flown business class. And yeah, it was nice. So I was able to lie down. When you go, when you're going on that, it's from LA, it was about maybe nine hours to Tokyo. And then from Tokyo to to Bangkok, it's seven hours. It's not like a quick trip, it's kind of far. So you're flying all day. It's a long... You can get direct flights, but I wasn't on that. So we're in Tokyo. I'm walking just around, and I see Brian Callen walking. I go, Brian. Oh, Brody. And I go, what are you doing here? He goes, oh, I'm flying, uh, going to to Bangkok. What are you doing And I go, oh, you're into ladyboys too? No, I said... (laughs) I'm kidding. I said... um, yeah, you're going over them. Oh, cool. I, I ha- He was on the flight. He was in first class. Oh, wow. I was in business class. Brian, I get that. Totally get it. You know, yeah. earned it. I'm not. So we, uh, you know, hung out and then talked to him during the flight, of course, the second part. And then we all remember we went from the airport to the hotel together. So I remember that vividly, actually landing and in, in uh, Bangkok and hanging out with Brian Talent to find our transportation because that was kind of a pain a little bit. No, when you're on the road like that, do you drink? Um, well, I, I don't. I don't mix. I'm, I'm. I don't mix certain meds and alcohol. Oh, really? No. What's it do? Well, they'll have different reactions. Really? Uh, for example, well, when I was in Bangkok at that time, I was on. I was taking Lexapro. Just that's all I was taking, and. So it's on like 20 milligrams. If I was on 20 milligrams of Lexapro, which is kind of the therapeutic middle-of-the-road dose, yeah, I would say the median dose, whatever. Most people commonly would take, I would say, 20. Some take 5, 10. 20 is right there in the middle. So I was taking that, and but I couldn't drink alcohol. I remember I would hang out with some of the baseball guys, go out with the baseball players. They like to drink, you know? Yeah. So you go out after the game hanging out, 
And I would have maybe three beers, and then I would just get really buzzed and drunk after like three or four beers. Oh, I'm going to get on Lexapro. But... (laughs) No, you don't. <laughs> I get, I get, I get yeah, you get drunk. Morning, no, you can get, get drunk, drunk quick. Quickly. I mean, that's you know, you it can, you know, you don't want alcohol and antidepressants. It's so then I would throw, I'd get sick and like throw, get. I mean, I couldn't drink more than two or three beers. Wow. So you have to milk it. It just wasn't. That's why I'm able. Yeah. So I couldn't drink beer. That's all. I would throw up, and that's when I went to Bangkok. It was, that was a time where I started kind of thinking about, you know, I want to drink beer a little bit. I want to like be like others, but I know I can't drink beer in the 20 milligrams. In fact, I had this conversation with Dr. Ken in Bangkok. Really? In the top of the, you know, in top of the Labuya Hotel where he shot the famous thing with the helicopters. And I was talking about, I wanted to, because I was feeling good. That's the mistake. You know, you you feel good. That means, hey, it's working. But I couldn't drink. Not that I'm a big drinker. I couldn't socialize like how I wanted to. I, was done, I wasn't doing warm-up at that point. So it was kind of like, all right, I'm going to try and you know, I'm ready to go to that next level. Meaning I felt I was ready to grow. Yeah. But the med, it's, again, the med thing is tough. It's a tough... It, it, there's never an easy time, I think, to adjust meds or, or go off meds. And like I said, when you're a performer, if you go off your meds maybe at work one day, yeah, maybe you're irritable, whatever. You know, Brody's irri- irritable today. He didn't, you know, snapped at me, but not in a bad way. But you go off your meds and you're a stand-up, you could have a meltdown. You could scream, you can do yeah. a fight. It's a, or you can scream on a podcast, or you can send off hate tweets. What? Not hate tweet, but you know, main, main manic tweets. So, do you feel like you have to censor yourself with Twitter? Yes. Really? Yes. Is it hard? Yes. Really? Yes. I don't. It has been. That's why I'm saying I'm not there yet, Bert. Yeah. I've got in my mind the way my mind works is I have four more episodes. Manic episodes in me. No, I have four more. <laughs> By the way, I want to laugh with you. I want to laugh. It's great. I mean, laughter therapy. There is. Yeah. A, everyone knows like the yogi who teaches laughter therapy. Is yeah. there, You've heard of that guy? No. There's a guy who teaches laughter yoga. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Let it out. <coughs> There's a laughter yoga therapy guy. Really? It's about laughing. Yeah. You haven't seen that in like these holistic magazines? No, but I bet I could fucking lose my shit in one of those. When you laugh, I mean, it's proven laugh. I don't laugh enough. I laugh all the time. Oh, I know you do. My dad. You're known as a laugher. My dad. It's. I realized two things. Uh, <clears throat> me and I, I was in a group of people uh, who got made fun of for their laugh, it's, which is, by the way, it's. it's I like, could see that, Bert. I could see that. Yeah. I was, because instinctively. I see. I'm just being honest. We're we're honest on the Burt cast. Of course. Sometimes it'd be like, is it real? Is it too much? Is it what? Is it what is he saying? Good luck. Where? What is this guy? No. Um, call that. <laughs> but you look at the laugh, and so I see some. I'm not saying you. Yeah. At times, in certain situations, laughter is to me not a sign of weakness, but you're avoiding something. 
I've been with people like comedy is serious business. This is real life. This is the major leagues. You're in Hollywood. And I've been in conversations with friends who are could be are in the same bubble as I am. And there's a situation that I'm not happy with or it's bothering me. And it, for me to fix it, you have to be authoritative. Yeah. Not laughing. You know, there's two ways. I feel there's two ways to handle things, you know. Yes, you can be nice. I played baseball at Arizona State. This is what I learned a lot about team mentality, winning mentality, <sighs> teaching mentality. We learn, I learned the psycholo- psychological aspect of things, of coaching. Yeah. yeah. Coach Brock, you know, it's like for the first two weeks, go out there and do whatever. Have fun. Yeah. I'm going to watch. Have fun. Do your inner squad games. We'll practice. We'll do some things. Hey, you make an error. It's okay. Two weeks. Then the clampdowns. Let's go. You know, you're ready. He'll let it go. Maybe you play a game or two. Then you start. Even if you win, that's the time when you really go after a team. After a win. Not after a loss. Because you win a game. You messed up a, a hit and run. You missed two signs. We won because we were lucky. You know, that's the coach in you. A good coach is you go after a, a team after a win, <laughs> not after a loss. <laughs> so you learn these things about, hey, I'll let you do it your way. I guess you know more than me. I've been coaching for 25 years. You're 18. Go ahead. Let's see. Not in a bad way, yeah. but you sit back. So wait, what? what? <laughs> How does that apply to comedy? Yeah, how did, no, how does that? Because uh, I think you were talking about like uh, dealing yeah, lead with me. situations. Hold my hand. Hold my de- hand. Dealing with situations and oh, with the laughing. Uh, yeah, and with okay. Laughing so that's where I come from. It's like I come from a little more of a sterner. Hey, it's not funny. Yeah. And you know who else thinks like I'm thinking? From being around it, winners, successful people, yeah, nice people, yeah, honest people. Caring people, you know, punishing somebody or teaching somebody a lesson yeah. doesn't make you a bad person. Doesn't make you an a-hole. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You know, I've done this in shows. I've been doing this in shows recently. If you're annoying me, because I'm in a I'm in a position, I'm in a situation right now <laughs> where I'm extended, I'm promoting. I'm not I'm I'm fully extended right now. Yeah. So if anybody, especially if I don't know them, especially if I don't know them, even if I know them and it hasn't happened, they wouldn't do it. Comedians yeah. know, like, leave Brody alone. Let him be. You know, I'm not getting comedians slamming me. I'm yeah. sure a comedian would see like, I don't get it. I don't. Or they go, it's OK. But the, the comedian in them knows and I'm just being again this is my crazy not to like rip me you don't cross that line if you do it's I think that's that's uh, that's an unwritten rule yeah I don't think anyone I don't but think a couple anyone. people have a really? couple people have crossed that line 
That being said, forget about that. But the live thing in the audience, I've actually moved people because, yeah, I'm in a situation now uh, where... By the way, Tosh did that in his hour special. He did that? He moved somebody? It's one of my favorite... Oh, tell me what he did. It's one of my favorite things I've ever seen, and I think it's in the extras. <clears throat> in the middle of his first hour special, he actually stops the show and kicks two people out and says, you guys need to move and get escorted out. And I it agree. Is, and, and, he, and, and I've seen him do that when we worked... Good for in, him. He, he is... He is just, he is definitely in that I'm on the other side, and which is an interesting, which is an interesting representation of both our personalities. I do not like confrontation at all. I don't like. Uh, Neither do I. No, but I like it. I don't to look a, for it. I dislike it to a fault. Like I will allow people to walk all over me. F that. Oh, I. I, I Let them walk. Let them walk. Let them walk at first. Yeah. Go ahead. Walk. All right. Point taken. I'll write it down. Yeah, I'll write walk. it down. Now you're going to walk again? Yeah. Now I'm like, all right, maybe a little elbow. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to walk again? Now I blast you. Yeah. You know, I'm not, but right now, where I'm at right now? Yeah. And I'm, we're not talking physical, so don't, don't be at home like, F you, bro, you'll kick your ass. I'm talking comedy. We're talking performing, all yeah. right? And that deals with how you see. I don't deal with any negativity on Twitter, to the point where I do, and I got a problem with it. But I'm getting better. Block, 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 block. I <laughs> remind myself. I I don't deal with it at all. I just like I'll, I'll tell you what. I I'll, uh, a very small story to explain. So I did uh, Doug Love movies with um, T J uh, with Doug Benson, <laughs> T J Miller, uh, Pete uh, Holmes. Holmes. And uh, the Patton Oswald? No, I can't remember the I Zach Galifianakis. No, I can't remember. Will the, Ferrell? Nope. George Lopez? You're never gonna guess it in that realm. It's uh, funny. Sam like, Levine. Sam Levine. Okay. It's fun. Oh, great guy. Yeah. Cubs fan. Great guy. Uh, we. It funny. was the most disastrous. This is my obsessive compulsiveness too. It was chaos. And I and I made a comment about something. Da 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 da. Is like fucking a fat chick. Whoa! At UCB, can't say fat can't chick. Say, you can't can't say even fat at UCB. No way. Yeah, and and it. Did I'm not. gonna get screwed. By the way, I say fat on one of these shows, and I wanted it. I asked. Look, I've asked for things to be cut. In guys, come on. <laughs> so there, there is some. Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> You can't say, you know what? You can't say fat. You can't say you're, you're, fat. You're, you're never going to come off as, you just can't. Go it's, ahead. Continue. And so I said, fat. it's like fucking a fat chick. No laughs. And I said, that clearly no one can't. in here has fucked a fat chick. Oh, Bert. And no laughs again. I got to hold your, I got to be there for you on and that one. And then Pete Holmes says, Uh-oh. Pete Holmes says, uh, yeah. The best thing about having a sex with a with a larger girl is breakfast in the morning. Larger girl, and so Thank I you. I said clearly you've never fucked a fat chick because you don't stick third around. time. You don't stick around for breakfast. <laughs> you leave in the middle of the night. Breakfast? She's gonna eat it all. <laughs> so, I don't know. It means you know. Come on, we're nice. And so I literally was locked and loaded. Ready to get blasted on? Oh, the you internet. were? Oh, on I the was. internet? On on Twitter? I was like, okay, when did like, this happen? A month ago. Okay, so Twitter's hot. All right, go and ahead. So, so I I say to myself, I'm not going to check my Twitter for two days. Oh, I wouldn't. I'm gonna just I'm gonna hop off. 
And this is, by the way, when... Well, you know what? I'm making... I mean, I'm... This is when they had the update where you could then only look at your at replies of from people you could do it filtered verified or people right i know i've seen that i love it i only do people why I is that why do i because i because i don't i don't oh, want to know anything I negative you. i, I don't want to get anything negative i only want that's a i need to do that yeah i don't like negativity at all oh i hate it and so oh, i but, show me how to do that but it turns out i skip it for two days doug posted two days later i hop on and i see that it's all positive response they all loved the podcast and no one it didn't perk up anyone's ears it was totally fine and it was like and i was like wow that's so crazy i obsessed for two days about it do you see what i just did you saw it firsthand oh whoa because i'm thinking the same thing yeah i'm not thinking the twitter stuff because i was thinking that story happened a long time ago yeah but if i said fat chick now you know Sound like an accident. Just sound like an accident. Um, I don't. Yeah, you just. I I would censor myself on that. I'm pretty good. You're good at censoring yourself, though, because I've done so much audience warm up in at Fox Sports. That's that's as cons, Fox is as conservative as you can. When get. did you I'm stop not cursing? Fox Sports is uh, what's that? When did you stop cursing? <clears throat> Couple times, really. Um, never cursed in front of my father. Scared to just wouldn't. Your parents were divorced, right? Yeah. Did you spend time with your father? Yeah, it was. I saw him in the off seasons. No, I saw him. <laughs> my dad was always around baseball. Why he was around? Yeah. Yes, they were divorced. He, did he pass? Yeah. How? Um, it was funny. It was that uh, he had a heart attack. Well, he had heart problems. He had heart attacks. Yeah. You know, my dad had. Two heart attacks, one at 44, the other later on, okay, and had double bypass in his, maybe at 44, had a carotid artery that's in your neck, maybe at 44, okay? Then, I want to say at late 50s maybe, had another double bypass. Holy shit. So, that's... You know, 63. I, I, I'm i probably, if I don't watch it, and maybe if even I watch it, I'm headed down that road. You're in great shape, though. Well, yes, I'm in good shape. I think I do take care of myself better than my father did. My dad was... Smoke. Smoke, cigarettes. Drank. Uh, not much, but wasn't healthy as, as I am. Not that I'm perfect. How accurate know. is the cartoon of your father pretty accurate really you know how how it looks or just, just how, they how it describe looks him. How, how, the, how it looks i think it's very accurate because uh, i saw that and i went i see a resemblance between you and him in the cartoon yeah they did a great job the animators i wish i knew their name right off the, I, I need to include them more and give them credit those they, that anima- they, animation they, 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 and we're talking about it. your show enjoy it <laughs> that anima- it. animation is really good and it really does well now, um, did, did you follow? I, I know we're not completing any story here. It's kind no, of funny, but we're touching on these things. And, it's the way I like to. Okay. It's the way a regular conversation would go. Um, wh- and I'm not talking to, because I'll tell you what. I can bring it down like this. I can give you this, Brody. Welcome to Brody. Stephen Brody Stevens. This is how I would do I'm my. I'm obsessed with the fact that your your name is Stephen Stevens. No. You want me to go into that story? Your, but is your name? Do you want to go into that? I'll, yeah, no, my name's not Stephen Stevens. It's, Do you want to go into that? I'll yeah. I'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you, Bert. Thank you, Bertcast. 
Okay. I was born in the valley. (laughs) (laughs) And on my uh, gift certificate, it says, (laughs) I was born with a gift certificate. Oh, I'm making myself laugh. And that's good. Laughter yoga. I was born Stephen James Brody. Okay. That's my name. Stephen Stephen James Brody. SJB. SJB. Stephen James Brody. It's a mind F, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so I was Stephen Brody, Steve Brody, played baseball, mom, Stephen, grandma, Stevie, but everyone called me Brody. I was always Brody. Yeah, but my Brody's name, a great name. Well, yeah, I, I, I figured that out. You know, I didn't think growing up, like, hey, Brody's a cool name. Never did, yeah. really. You but just called what you called. Bro, Brody, all that stuff. So... That's who I was. And when I began doing stand-up or comedy or non-baseball, non-sports, I felt like that guy had to go away. Steve Brody is not, to me, wasn't a funny guy. He was a baseball player. He was this kid. He was this shy guy, never went for it, you know, stayed in his... I was a typical teen, but I'm sure I had problems and all that stuff. But I played baseball, and I was okay. But when I was done with that, I just felt that Steve Brody wasn't just wasn't the comedian in me. But I wanted to keep the name Brody. I didn't want to. I knew Brody was a good name just from oh, like and it's and it's also what everyone calls you. They all call me that. So when I would meet, I remember I would meet people at uh, you know other students at, on campus at Arizona State and. They'd be surprised. when Oh, what's your name? Steven. Oh, really? Oh, I thought your name was Brody. I mean, I, I always heard that. Yeah. So I knew the name Brody was good. I wanted to keep that name. But Steve Brody, I, I was like, you know, when you tell people you want to do comedy or be an actor, it's it's especially later on in life. I know there's a lot. It's a little different now. But back in the late 80s, to say that, after you put all that time into baseball and your in education and not acting, you weren't an acting kid. I've never taken an acting class. I'd never did anything, you know, that my parents showed to my parents that, Hey, Steven is, should be doing acting or improv or he's a ham. It was not, it was that never none of any of that. It was like baseball. So when I, I couldn't just say to my mom and dad, Hey, I want to be a comedian or anybody. I just felt it was like a, a, a secret. And, you know, I've spoke about it before. I took a couple acting classes later on at Arizona State. Like my last year, I started thinking about, okay, what, am I gonna do what do baseball? I want to do now? I don't want to really get into co- – I was coaching at Arizona State. Walking I was, away from baseball is extremely hard. Easy for me. Really? Yes. I, had, uh, it was, I guess it was technically easy for me too. But walking away for good was like – it was like, wow, I guess this is a real What are you walking decision. away – what am I walking away from? What, this is the way I look at it. Wait, wait, how did you get, so you just changed it to Brody Stevens? Well, yeah, I was up in Seattle. Josh Wolf was up there. We had a great comedy scene when I first moved up to Seattle. I just saw a picture of Josh Wolf Wolf and Cabo today. Oh, really? On Instagram. He was ripped. His wife's hot as shit. Yeah, Aubrey. He's got a full head of hair. The fuck's he wearing hats for? I know. If I had that hair, oh my God, I'd never wear a fucking hat. (laughs) He's gorgeous. Maybe he wears the hats because if he he doesn't, he's going to look like a fucking male model. He tries to like white white blue collar it up to them it like, could be maybe like just i'm i'm approachable 
Like as opposed well, to Well, he's he, you know, he's got his thing. He's got his style. Yeah, he does. He's always had that. I've known I've known Josh since 94. I met him a couple times. He's always been really nice. Oh, I thought you guys are Oh, I've known. No, I, I mean, I mean, I, I don't hang out. I just him. assume, you know, it's funny like comedians just assume all comedians know all comedians. They don't. I've seen, we've done, uh, I think, shows at Melrose, and I've hung, I've hung yeah. around him. He's really nice. I, Real nice I, yeah. guy, hard worker, yeah. great. I, like I said, I've known Josh since 94. We started up in Seattle. I mean, he started about a year, six months before me. Yeah. Played baseball in college, athlete. We really connected. One of my... He's still in amazing shape. Great shape. And yeah. he was in great shape back then and looks the same today. So Josh was up there. Joey Diaz was up there. Uh, Craig Gass, Mitch Hedberg, Craig Gass, Craig Gass. Um, I said Hedberg. Yeah, yeah. I said Mitch Hedberg, Seattle. Look it up. <laughs> he was there. This is right when he started. He was still featuring. I saw Mitch maybe once or twice at the Comedy Underground in Seattle. Maybe once or twice. But he would he hung out with uh, Chaz Ablin. Yeah. Chaz Mitch would hang out with these. Not like, like regular people. I, I remembered that about him, that he was always nice to the regular folk. He was not. This is the vibe I picked up from him. Yeah. And so Chaz is actually a really good guy. Funny. People made fun of him. He was like, you know, but but he had a connection with Mitch. And then I remember back in maybe 2000 or 2001, I hosted at the Melrose Improv, and Mitch Hedberg was the headliner. So it was like I hosted and one or two other comedians, and Mitch headlined. Wow. And, you know, he would do a show. He would do it and, like, leave right away. Do it and leave. Like, he didn't want to deal, even though it was, like, nice to, you know, the little guy. And I don't know what was going on in his head at that time. But, you know, he, like, had a mobile home or something. So he'd perform, boom, in and out, very quiet. But Lynn, his uh, wife at the time, her girlfriend, but she she would tell me, and, like, Mitch, Mitch loves you. It's like, you're, he, I knew that Hedberg liked me. So that, that was another, that's another thing, like, as a comedian, when you have another comedian that's respected, even if they're not respected, forget about that. But, again, I'm talking about Mitch Hedberg. But when you have somebody like that say, hey, I think you're funny. Somehow word to Mitch's people got down to me. No, that <laughs> I think you're funny. That kind of keeps you going. You remember those moments when certain people say to you certain things that give you that shot in the arm of not validation, but you're doing the right thing. Keep doing it. You can think of those moments. I can think of at the comedy store when Joe Rogan would say, I'm funny. You know, you're a funny guy. Like you're like one of the funniest guys. And then he got, I did warm up at the man show. He brought me in and always tried to put me on the show. Like get me to put Brody on. Never. He loved, let me do whatever I want. Yeah. I had my own songs. You know, Stanhope, bring them out. You know, Joe, bring them out. Crazy chicks flashing. They let me do all that. And then Joe would always try and get me on the show. And he was the first one of the, you know, he told me funny, keep doing it. Dice was another one. And I'm talking about the comedy store. Dice coming up to me. You never go up to these guys. Yeah. I made the mistake one time when I moved to New York and I was working. I, I just got, I wasn't even working yet. Barking at the comedy cellar. You barked at Boston around the corner. And this is when I first moved to New York. And I went up to Dave Attell. I went to the comedy cellar in the Olive 
tree upstairs, yeah. the the restaurant. He was at the bar and he said, "Hey, you're good. You're funny guy. Thank you." Or something. I said, "You're funny," and he kind of like said, "Okay, thank you." And he was like David Tell. That's how he is. Yeah. And I said, "You know what?" I said to myself, "I'm never going to do that again." He gave. I picked up Dave's energy, and I, I I could tell like he like that happens to him a lot, and he doesn't necessarily like it. Yeah. And. He's super-duper respected. I remember Josh Wolf, for example, telling me that David Tell's the funniest guy, hands down. I always remember Josh saying that about David Tell. David Tell's album, Skanks for the Memory, is the best comedy album I've ever listened to. Well, there you go. But I don't have an album out yet, so you have no, you have to wait for my half-hour special. You're an, well, yeah, I, I would rather see... Oh, here we're going to go on another story. I, fe- I see where you're going, Bert. What? Because I didn't want to... I was just going to say about the David Tell thing. Go ahead. Enclosure. This is my OCD. <laughs> I knew not to do that, to come up. And I always tell younger comedians, or just anybody, leave these guys alone, you know? It's like, let them come. You let somebody, it's just a system. You got to have common sense. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not saying I feel like that. I'm not comparing myself to those guys at all. So I'm not even going to go there. But I can see how... It can be because you're working. You know, you're actually at the comedy clubs working when you're you shouldn't be there to network. Yeah. You want to show your face. It, you're right. Yes, ne- I got to ne- show no, my face. Networking is everyone always thought I always thought when I was younger, if I'm just at the clubs, I'm still working. I'm networking. I'm getting to know people. I'm getting to make friendships. The truth is it's not as important as everyone would like to think it is. Networking is not important when it comes to the long haul at all. What's important is doing the work, doing the work, being a nice guy and and, and going auditions, uh, going in, meeting producers, doing all the stuff, getting on stage, doing stand up, getting better at your craft is much more important than than networking. And look at Frank Caliendo. He got into the business without with probably zero networking. He was just funny as fuck. And he got on. He got on Montreal destroyed. Look, at you remember chicken? The late chicken. The late chicken. He didn't network at all. He just got up, did his thing, and you get into the business. Networking is great, probably, you know, it, I just think it's overrated. I agree with you. I think networking is overrated. Get in there. Don't. Well, I'm not, I'm, well, hold that thought, Bert. I don't want to say networking is overrated. I want to say that there is an element you are, you know, I, I do think showing your face for for example, going to the improv once or twice a week. I remember like Thursday nights is a big night to hang out there. You're not passing out business cards and shaking. Hey, I, I don't I don't want to shake everybody's hand. Yeah, but you want to have them see your face, and Shit, that that's yeah. it. Just so you feel comfortable there, I think sometimes, so that when you go to do do a spot, it's not like you're a stranger. I didn't look at it that way. That's I mean, again, I, again, I've done at that point. I, I'd been doing tour guiding at Radio City Music Hall. You're barking in Greenwich Village out in New York City. Yeah. You should be bulletproof. You're going to get nervous walking into the improv when you spent three years or whatever in New York, performing in New York, the toughest stand-up in the world. Yeah. That's the major, in my eyes, New York City is the major leagues of stand-up comedy specifically. It is the prison yard. 
I would yes, I would say that's when accurate. it comes to if we're yes. talking about fighting, it is the prison yard. Yes, and Thank L- you. and L A is Vegas and a prize fight. You got to you, you know like hold I, on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna just go with you on these things, Bert. <laughs> okay, I used to draw because the analogy. Times are changing. Really? Times are, times are changing rapidly. Let's say L A is uh, is uh, the UFC. And and New York is the prison yard. I'll accept that. Keep going. Um, I was dying to ask you when I saw because I know you'd been. Here bullied comes a new story. New when story. You were bullied as a kid. I like how you go prison yard bowling. I yeah. see where you're going, Bert. I I, I understand it. <laughs> I uh, um, I was wondering what your thoughts on the Jonathan Martin Richie Incognito bullying okay. stuff. Good. Was. We're going to go out of that. I like where you're going. Thank you for that. Was a nice seamless transition yeah to out let's let's get out of our world yeah now let's talk sports thank you what do i think about that you know i you bullying a teammate i mean i've seen it happen i got picked on a lot for being jewish for being hairy for having a big nose i mean I heard everything from high school, basically starting from high school all through college. You you definitely get bullied. Your freshman year that you go into a locker room, you're bullied. You're hazed. Yeah, I would say ninth grade, it was, you're not bullied, it's teasing. Yeah. It's teasing in ninth grade. <coughs> Excuse me. Still, it can cross the line into bullying, but it's mostly teasing. Yeah, and which can get old and hurt your confidence. And it's not the best place when you want to perform. It's not fun. No, but you know, but they're also funny. It's like these guys are kind of teasing you, your teammates, but it's also funny. Yeah, and you can tell they're not. They're still dicks. I'm not saying they're not that, but yeah. they're not malicious towards me. I can tell with somebody, and I'm lucky in person. I mean, I've picked up negative energy from people, but you know when it's malicious and not. And I've been lucky enough to not, there's not actually not that many, there's way more good people than bad people. Yes. I know it sounds cheeseball, no, but I agree it is. With you. I think if you smile to people, uh, on the street, you get a smile back. Very few people see a uh, smile and just frown. Uh, I don't. <laughs> if you, if I, if I you, don't. I do that. I do that all the time. If someone smiles at you, you don't smile back. I do that, but <laughs> I don't smile at people. And people, I do smile at people, and they don't smile back. Yeah, most people don't smile back. Really, that's what I think. Oh, try it. Try it today. Where? Where do you do it? I do. I do, walking to Gelson's. All right, you walk to Gelson's. Yeah. Here's the deal. You're a lovable guy. You're you're not. I mean, you're like an everyday guy. You look like your hat. You had a nat. Your teeth are showing. Your beard's <laughs> not aggressive. You go into a smile. I don't. I look serious. I look. I mean, when I smile, I smile. But as I've gotten older, and I start when I start thinking, I get a very serious. When I'm in my head, I'm not <laughs> smiling. I'm yeah. thinking, and people assume that I'm in a bad mood or. 
That kind of stuff. So okay. I know about smiling and not smiling. I get that. Yeah. That whole thing. But I also feel because I'm as a stranger, for example, I'm intimidating. Well, you're a big guy. I'm a big guy. And I'm dark. Dark features. And I'm Jewish. <laughs> It's a little different. It's a little different in this neighborhood. So no, I I, and here's another thing. I'm going to say another thing. I'm going to go on record saying this. Okay, I'm going to go on record. When people say when I I I mention Jewish stuff, I always you know I always throw out the anti-Semitic line. It's a joke. Like when somebody rips me on Twitter, I go, "You're an anti-Semite." I'm joking. You know, I'm I'm I don't really think you're an anti-Semite, but I do (laughs) think that you're not comfortable with me. And I think you're not comfortable with me. And those, if you were to write what I'm not comfortable about, those would be traits of Judaism. Oh, he's loud. He's different. He's eccentric. I'm describing a, a lot of Jewish that's a, people. That's a really Whether you like it or not, that's what you're doing. That's a really up interesting that. insight that I've never, I've never really kind of looked at. Is good, good. The, the tri- sometimes what people are saying they don't like are simply inherent qualities culturally that you have inherited from your from your upbringing yeah i mean that's do you know gary yes. goldman at all yes i love gary tall I, tall jewish yeah jewish you and him could be brothers the um the back to richie incognito oh you want to get out of the jewish stuff yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <clears throat> the only reason i say that by the way and you did you say you did yeah. people get freaked out by this i just i played yeah. baseball I, I, if anybody can talk about this, I can. Yeah. I played baseball in Arizona. <laughs> okay. You want to talk about a, a quote unquote racist state? Yeah. Arizona, five years. Oh, well, that's all you got? You're in the Alaska, Fairbanks, six weeks. Oh, Wichita, Kansas, six weeks. So I've spent extended periods of time in non-Jewish environments. I'm not the guy to say, I don't mind if you're that way. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Let's just be honest. Yeah. You don't like me because I'm that, that, but because I'm, I'm showing Jewish traits, but also here's the other thing. If I'm around that guy, I can hang out. Honestly, I can hang out with the KKK guy. And I guarantee you, after an hour, we'll be joking around. Yeah. And now you're going to what, Brody, you're hanging out with a KKK? Yeah, I would. Yes. Because I see the 30% positive. Maybe the 70% or f- sick, whatever, is freaking hate, dumb, uneducated, not their fault, where they were born. But the way but- your brain works is you find the thing you guys would probably connect on. Correct. And that's probably why you were so good at audience warm-up, is that you'd find what you you connected on, and then from there you'd blossom out. Even with the KKK guy. So when I say, in closing, we'll get out of this. Because, well, Richie Cognitius, why is is me talking about the anti-Semite, why is that weird, but we can talk about the N-word? So I'll bring up the anti-Semite stuff. That's a fact. Yeah. And I'm, I'm saying it. Because I'm blue collar. I'm from the... Sorry, America. You created a monster. No, I'm just being... I can give that point of view. 
I'm just giving my personal, I'm like Phil Robertson from Duck Dynasty. I'm giving, and I know it bothers people, and I don't want to, I'm, I don't want to, I'm not making a stink. I'm not some guy like fist in the air, pro-Judaism. I'm just saying it's out there. Yeah. Let's just be honest. That's all. And I'm okay with it. I'm not liking a protest. I want to help you. I want to, I want to be, see the positives in that. So it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting theory because what you're saying is, and Go with me and see if, it, if if this makes sense. Imagine if everyone was exactly the same color. However, because of the uh, – this isn't going to make much sense. The Imagine if today everyone became uh, gray. Everyone was a gray color. Okay. And But black people still had an identity of being African-American. Culturally, they looked identical to us as sometimes – uh, Jewish people do. You can't really tell sometimes if people I can are Jewish. Tell. You can tell, but but people, but culturally, you're defined by the way you were raised. And so you're saying anti-Semitism. Culturally, you're defined by the way you were raised. Okay. I mean, I'm just. I got before yeah. I go with you. I gotta like. I gotta do my checkpoints. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um. So you, what you're saying is that there are things culturally the way you interact. You you said yourself. I'm loud. That's a Jewish trait. They would say that. Yes. If you. You know, when you have your typical checklist of yeah. what a quote unquote Jewish guy is. You don't you don't mind uh you don't mind interacting with someone that you don't know right off the bat. Like I'm thinking of things that you have, but you're saying that they're culturally those are Jewish traits and that if you don't like that, then chances are you probably won't like a lot of Jewish people and you may not know it yet, but you are an anti Semite. There's some of that, yes. And I've gone. I've done a whole pod. I'm not going to spend a whole podcast, and I'm not going to. We're not even discuss it here. Yeah. I, I I don't because it's funny. I think it's like it's. I just, think Gary Goldman would agree with you. There you go, Gary. Gary. Oh, I have facts backing this up. Yeah, I Gary. Go, Gary definitely would find anti-Semitism I things I wouldn't. You. I wouldn't see, and he'd be like, "Dude, it's anti-Semitism." I guarantee you. This is 2014. There is a reason why Jewish people back in the day changed their name. Steve Brody's not a Jewish name. I wasn't Steve Horowitz, so I was Steve Brody. Well, it's an Irish name. He's well, you know, people don't always know um like Jewish. That's why yeah. I'm saying I don't. You know, it's not like everybody's coming down on me. There's just yeah. a few. Like if the, you know what I'm saying? Like I can. That's all I'm saying. So that's why they changed their names. Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross. Come on. So what was his? Lipschultz. Do you you think if Jeff kept that name? I guarantee there's people in America that are huge Jeff Ross fans that That don't realize his history or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, Jeff, he talks about being Jewish. So there you go. I guarantee you there's people. There's people out there who don't realize maybe that Seth Rogen's Jewish. I don't know. But he's also an actor. So they're willing. I'm not. I can't speak on this as well as other experts but it's like these quote-unquote conservative types they'll support somebody gay and they don't realize it like this guy's so gay can't you see it or there's some weird there's some stuff going on so what i'm saying is bottom line is you're talking about where was i going with that bird got very I don't want to go in that. Remember, remember earlier I said I'm on meds. Sometimes I lose my thoughts. So you yeah. got to grab me out. So I think we were. I think 
I think this started by saying, what did you think about the Richie Incognito? Well, because that's an N-word thing, man. Yeah. I um, And we talked about locker room culture. So I did go off track. All right, we're back to that. Thank you. Do you feel like, do you feel like, like I, I identified a lot more, I think, with Jonathan Martin than I did Richie Incognito. However, I realized how Richie Incognito got to the place he's at by being bullied. Does that make sense? You think Richie Cognito was bullied? I, I know Probably, he, yeah. He said he was bullied. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, what's bullying? You know, I got picked on. And I, I didn't have a male figure in my life all the time around. I'm not blaming my dad. It's just a fact. Yeah. You know, I live with my mom and my sister. I so when I got picked on, say at school, oh Brody, you're you know these are the early on stages. Oh, you're gay. What are you weird? Early on, public school, all you know, different what's big the, mix of everybody. What's the thing with your hip? You have a tilted. I have hip? a tilted pelvis. I have an extra lumbar and a tilted pelvis. But so I I didn't have that person, older brother. I didn't have a. I'm not blaming my father at all. Yeah. I didn't have that person around the house like you sit at the table. What happened at school today, Stephen? Well, so and so said I was this. Really? Well, you're not that way. You're this guy, or this is how you. Or that's it. okay. That's how you handle it. Tell him yeah. you this. Yeah. You know, my dad did try, but there were times it wasn't. You know, look, you didn't have that male figure around all the time, and so when I got picked on, wherever I got picked on, whether it be by my sister or. Students, I didn't have that male outlet to maybe vent to or have them speak to me, just letting me know it's okay. And it's also different. What happens if I got picked on by my older brother? Imagine how that would have changed things. You know what I mean? So Rick, Rick, Ricky, Rich Cognito, or a lot of people think if you're raised differently, you can handle certain things differently. Oh, I'm bullied. Well. You're bullied? Let's see. It's not your fault, but you don't have a brother. All right. You're ra- a lot around women. That's me. Me too. Yeah, I have two sisters, my mom, my dad. It makes you more a little more sensitive to things. My dad did a good job, but I, I never was really open about getting bullied or, or what it felt but like. But it bothered it, yeah. me. I was sensitive. Yeah. I mean, I am, I am, you know, I am sensitive. You have to, You. it's like, I was, so... I, I bullying affects people differently. So Richie Cognito was probably, you know, yeah, I'm sure he was picked on. And it's like, look, it's a locker room. It's crazy out there. And I've, I've, you know, are you talking about the N word? Him using the N word specifically? What do I think about that? Also, or just the bullying? Uh, I don't. I, I mean, mean, I think bullying it happens. I think. I mean, the N word situation with Richie, Richie Incognito. Every black guy came to his defense. So there's nothing to be said about there it. There you I go. Guess. That went away. Yeah, that went away. I mean, because that's the locker room culture. I, Chris I, Carter called him a, a straight up racist. Oh, he and did. Then, oh, yeah, on TV, and then and then all the black guys on his team are like, "Nah, it's fine. He's got a pass." And then I guess everyone just had to be like, "Oh, guess that's how that works." I just need to find a few black guys that, if I ever said that word, that would just come to my defense and be like, "Oh no, no, Burke can say it." <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah. I don't even. I, I don't mean, even. I don't even say the word. I stopped singing it in songs because I I was lo- I love hip hop. It's I've funny you should bring. I have a story about that because what? I have been coming out to hip hop songs. You know, I went on the road with. I was on that Oddball tour with Dave Chappelle, which was great. Yeah. Went all over the country, amphitheaters, and Dave would come up to Black Jesus. 
well, he would come up to hip hop. Kanye. You know, yeah, whatever. He would play all these different, you know, in the intermission. The 10 minutes working up to Dave would be all, you know, he had a DJ, hip hop stuff. And then after shows, occasionally we would have parties and there'd be a DJ there and playing music that Dave likes. And was yeah. like, so you started learning these new hip, these cool hip hop songs. You go, hey, I'm going to download some of their fun. You go on iTunes. Oh, yeah, boom, boom, boom. And then it's like, hey, uh, I w- and I was on that oddball tour, so I had that oddball energy because playing big crowds outdoors, and I you have to kind of like get the music and get them going. And I would come up to music anyway a lot in the comedy store or wherever, but I just started coming up to more hip-hop recently, yeah. playing that role. And yeah, there's some N-words in these songs. And <laughs> so I'm up there, I'm dancing, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not, re- I'm not, Lip syncing, I'm dancing, maybe I'll, you know, gesture. Yeah, there's a couple songs with the N word that's in there probably more than five times. <laughs> and I'm up there dancing to it. Yeah. My defense is number one, I'm having fun to the music. I really am. I'm having a good time. Uh, yeah, I don't think. I think. I think the. Ra- I think the. Political- yeah, but people could take that as racist. I, I've had a couple. One person in particular bring it up to me. Really? Yes. PC police. If you. If you're. If we. If we're going to take it to the place where you can no longer listen to hip hop because the n words in there, it's and you ridiculous. can no longer enjoy that music, then I. I. I, I think that I think it's. That's Look, I think it's a small percentage. Yeah. It's a very small... Oh, I guarantee small... you there's people that believe that. What was the album tour like? Was it fun? Yes. Good. Who's, I like how you're going. I'm who's, following who's, you. Who, who's on it? You, Dimitri. <clears throat> the headliner was Dave Chappelle and Flight of the Concords. Dimitri Martin did a whole bunch of shows. Uh, Al Madrigal, Al's a hilarious. lot of shows. Kristen Shaw, a lot of shows. They, did a, they were on most of them. Um... Jeff Ross was on most. He hosted a lot and did regular spots also. I was on every one. Flight of the Concords, every one. Dave, every one. We How have much Crystal time Leah. is Flight of the Concords doing? They would do close to an hour. And then Chappelle would follow them and do an hour? Yeah, they would probably do, f- I would say. That's a long I want to say 50 show. to an hour. It's a long fucking comedy show. Oh, you know, you, the, the show, Gates were at 5 o'clock. Gates what? open five o'clock and they were tailgating. There was tailgaters. You would who? get, I would get there at four. Who put this together? Um, the comedy Central? live nation, I think. And funnier die. And just a few, seems there's like a few, a, I don't know everybody, but I, I want to say those two were involved. And, it just seems like a long show for comedy. Well, I'll, Yeah. Yeah, and you're outdoors. Did you sell merchandise? I sold some shirts. Did they have like a merch booth? Yes, That's two of them. Great. And then you just get a check at the end of the night, or cash. Oh, how great is that? But I, I was, wasn't. I wasn't selling stuff. I mean, I sold maybe thirty. Sh- not even. I sold maybe twenty shirts. Are you doing tour. the road at all? Uh, I have some road gigs lined up, but um, not really. I mean, I have some. I'm going to do. Should, you should. You should be on the road more. I Look, everyone can, says that, but it's tickets. like, yeah, maybe I should be on the road more, but I also want to enjoy things more. Not yeah. that I don't enjoy the road. Me personally, I enjoy hanging out with major, the baseball teams. Yeah, what was that? I remember there was a time where I'd see you, and it seemed like you were in a dugout every week. Yeah. with the do- what, how, did that, how did that work? Very connected. Very connected, Bert. 
Notice I get into I'm in relaxed mode now. It's taken us two hours to get into Brody relaxation. <laughs> Bert put me under a spell. You're one of the most enjoyable people to talk to. I get such a kick out of you. Enjoyable, yes. Um, How did you get hooked up with the baseball? Just I played baseball, but but and then you, but your your access seemed kind of. I went to Arizona State. How many Arizona State has over a hundred players that played in the major leagues? So you can just roll in. Like I had, I had a buddy who pitched for the Twins. Who Radke? Yeah, Brad Radke. Yeah, and uh, he's on that video game when he like get, he made fun of himself for giving up all those home runs. I remember that we were in. I was in college when that happened, and we all grew up with him. So we saw. I that. met him. I think one. I, I somehow I knew Radke or met him sometime. I have some connection with Radke. But go ahead. You and him would get along really well. I have. I think I have some connection with him. I gotta like. I'll rack. I'll rack my brain another time. But he's a really great dude. Like. Yeah. Like, yeah, like just one of the nicest guys and, and loves listening. Like he's a listener. Right. So like he, he, he can get into a conversation and you, and he's an, a real active listener. But I remember. I remember, so am I, by the way. I'm, I'm a horrible listener. The, no, um, you know what? I think you're right. The, <laughs> the, I went up when, when he'd come and play New York, I'd go up to the game and hang out with him after the show. And yeah. I, okay, accessor, you know, I, I think then, especially because we were all young, but, um, but I remember him taking. I remember him in New York taking us the subway yeah. to the game, and I was like, "Shut up!" Yeah, All, like, a lot of the players do. The team gave him like five subway tokens, and they were like, "We'll see you at the games." Yeah, I was they like, would "Shut up!" At forty seconds, I'm sure they the Hyatt at Forty Second Street, hop yeah. on the four train, boom, you're right there. A I, lot. I mean, Derek Jeter would take the subway in the early days. Really? Yeah. Do Do you remember the? Uh, I saw Harold Reynolds on the subway going. I you worked know, with Harold Reynolds uh, over at uh, Yankee Stadium. Recently. There you go. He was taking the subway to Yankee Stadium. I remember that. Do you remember an outfielder named Kenny Lofton? I know. Yeah, of course. I know. I went to U of A. Played for the Indians for the Dodgers. He's going to be one of their announcers coming up. Of course, I know Kenny Lofton. Kenny Played basketball Lofton. also at U of A. Kenny Lofton, when I was young in New York, was playing for the Indians. They were playing yep. the Yankees. And my friend was friends with them. And they said, you want to go get drinks with Kenny Lofton tonight? Right. And I said, yes. So I told my buddy, Eddie, I was like, dude, you want to meet Kenny Lofton? He was like, fuck, yes. Yeah, so it's cool. Go. I mean, we went, athletes. We went to that, I think that restaurant, the hotel you're talking about where the players stay. Yeah, the Hyatt there. We go there and uh, we go up and we sit down, me and Eddie and Kenny and my friend Monica and another friend. Right. And uh, we're all having drinks, and we're all talking about the game, and we're right. playing, and Kenny gets up to go leave, and my buddy Eddie just, just looks really unimpressed. And I'm like, I go, uh, what's the matter? And he goes, when's he going to show up? I go, what do you mean, when's he going to show up? He's here. He goes, who's here? I said, Kenny Lofton. He goes, who? No, he's not. I said, the black guy is Kenny Lofton. He goes, I thought we were meeting Kenny Loggins. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> the whole time he was that's waiting. That's funny. He was waiting for it to be Kenny Loggins. I have a similar story. Really? Yeah. I was in uh, Calabasas when I was in, this is probably my first year of college, and um, people would go to Sagebrush Cantina, and this was down the road. Somebody will come up with, gotta know it. Sagebrush Cantina, and then like a half mile up the road was another bar gosh i can't think of somebody will know so this is like 1989 and uh there it was packed so everyone from like the west valley would hang out there yeah coming home from you know college or whatever and there's a rumor that bruce springsteen's gonna play here because they had a little band area yeah bruce springsteen that was a big buzz springsteen springsteen 
and it was Rick Springfield. <laughs> That's who ended up playing like a little secret show kind of thing. Yeah. It was Springfield. Oh, Everybody thought it was going to be Bruce Spring. A, that was the buzz. Oh, Spring poor Rick Springfield. Like anyone else would be thrilled if he just showed up randomly. But the idea that you're seeing Springsteen and then Rick Springfield rolls in. Everybody was talking. It's going to be Springsteen. I'm going, yeah, the boss born in the USA. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> and it's Springfield from General Hospital, who you have to respect. And there's another. I'll give you two more stories. Great musician. Yeah. Australian. I'll give you two more quick quickies on Springfield. Um, he was at Best Damn Sports Show, and these are no big. This is really not either. Nothing's. Remember, he played at Best Damn Sports Sports Show, and he had. We rarely would have like musical guests, but we yeah. had him on. I remember he had like fans. He had these Rick Springfield fan club members. These girls obsessive. all in there, obsessive. I, I, in the movie, in the movie, Sun Studio. So, yeah, so, you know, I want to see that the documentary. Yeah, I, they talk about it. Rick Springfield was one of the most underrated uh, musicians because of General Hospital. Keep going, Scorpio. Is he really? No, that's what he, his character's name was. Oh, wasn't I was, it Scorpio? Oh, I was like, wow, you. That would be odd. I know that you would stuff. know is that know you would know his astrological astrological sign. <laughs> he's a Scorpio. I know uh, Morris. He's a Gemini. Really? Yeah. How do you know that? He's born on the same day as me. Okay, <laughs> May twenty second. <laughs> so wait, so you were saying. His, okay, Rick, Rick Springfield. Yes. So, yeah, had these like, I just remember like these weird, because we'd always have certain kind of crowd at that show. And when Springfield was there, it was just a weird, you had to let the girls be themselves. They wanted nothing to do with you. It was all about Rick. Really? And I remember that specifically. Like, wow, this guy's got some like we- weirdo fans almost. Yeah. So, I mean, that soap opera world's a whole nother world. So these were like kind of, so I had that. And then Rick Springfield was on Chelsea Lately, right? And I was doing warm-up there. And he was running late or something. And one of the girls who worked there wrote a tweet, said something to the effect that Rick Springfield's running late, something about cocaine. Like, it wasn't smart. It wasn't smart. It was kind of like ripping drugs or whatever. And he showed up and did the show, you know. But... This girl got fired for saying that. Shut up. Yeah, like there was a me. I think we had a me. There was some kind of after that, there was a big like uh, company corporate meeting that you can't do that. You can't divulge personal opinions. You know, it's just wrong. Yeah, it's, there's, a, there's a line. Yeah, you know, that's all. So I, that was my real little Rick Springfield stories. So four more episodes of Enjoy It. I like where you're going. I'm what uh, I'm holding what's, your hand. What's, do, you ever, do you write down goals? I used to. I have I have to do lists. I mean, I and if you look at my to do lists when I scribble, there's another thing. Who says the same thing? Yeah, you look at my to do. It's the same thing. Hike, drum lessons, uh, yoga, comedy album, London, Australia, hike. <laughs> what what else do they, I have? Is, Con- I, I, that's about all I have. Headshots website they're the same thing all the vacuum yeah clean bathroom and i never get to it <laughs> australia <laughs> australia I, I it's the same thing so that is a form of you know and i but when i was it's kind of funny when i was in high school i kind of did the opposite i'd say you suck throw the i think i had negative i put up negative i gotta ask my mom this 
for some reason, I think I put up negative notes. You suck. And then I also had like commands like throw strikes. But also, I think I had negative ones up there. To inspire you? Yeah, kind of like, I could ask my mom and sister about that. I did put up notes. I mean, I'm big. I was big on putting up those affirmations. But I think I put up, if somebody says that, if you're not, do I have a chip on my shoulder? Is that, is that, do I, am I, I'm not even going to say bitter. I'm not bitter. What do I have to be bitter about? Yeah, because I've heard somebody say that. Like maybe, so what's a weird word? Somebody's bitter. It's kind of a, it's a harsh word to throw out. Yeah, no pun intended. Bitter. I'm not bitter. Do I have a chip on my shoulder? No. Do I remember everybody or a lot most who were jerks to me or hurt me or I allowed them to hurt me or I was hurtable? Do I remember that? F yeah, I do. Fuck yeah, I do. (laughs) And right now, for the next, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I have four more shows on this, for this run. In my mind, I feel like, hey, I built up some currency. I built up goodwill. You've got got some traction. I've got some traction, exactly. My fear is that, hey, these next four episodes, and again, my mind, overthinking, too sensitive, too close. I feel like, hey, I'm well, going to let... That, that's really insightful, by the way. What? Your mind, overthinking, mm-hmm. too sensitive, yes. too close. Yes. That's really... Because I think that is the majority of comics overthink. They're too sensitive. Yes. I, I think you're totally right. And I think it was... By the way, it was really cool in the episode I saw. I think it was last night or the night before last. Um when Zach made you go and work in a soup kitchen and you realized, oh, shit, here I am, just a comic, obsessing about myself, and I realized there are people that have bigger fucking issues to deal with. I got I well, saw you put it in perspective a tad bit, and I went, wow. I'll, I'll be, uh, yeah, yes. The, the, I, I know these things. Yeah. Believe me, I know. And I did it on that. That was real. I'm talking specifically about that me going to a soup kitchen. If you ask me now, would I go to a soup kitchen again? Probably not. <laughs> I let me tell you. Something. I'm going to be honest. No, I. Hey, we did. We one year we uh, we uh, adopted a family for Christmas. The whole our family adopted a family, and we took. Half we decided we were going to take, I think, half of what we were going to spend on Christmas, and we were going to spend it on this family, and we got them what they needed. We got it was really interesting. Their Christmas list was very um, tangible goods. I need mm-hmm. uh, printer cartridges. That's not really real. That's not what they wanted. But like <laughs> the but like the kid said, I want a I want a hat. I want okay, a jacket. Cold. Um, I could use socks. Like it was very real. Needed socks. And uh, I, I can't remember exactly what they needed, but I remember, oh, the dad wanted work boots. Okay. The dad wanted boots that he could Red wing. Right. We'll bring them in. So, we'll, uh, we'll lace them up and oil up. I love the Red Wing has great commercials. By the way. We did. We bought all these presents, and okay. then we took them into the neighborhood and took them to the family and dropped them off. What do you mean neighborhood? The, uh, the hood? The hood. Okay. We took it into the hood. We came out with, you know, whatever, a, t- a, a with your lives 
and we walked the <laughs> I, girls in. We walked the girls in. We thought it would be a great learning experience for the girls. We did it, and I just I but all of us, Leanne and I, both were like never do that again. It, oh, I'd rather just give money to someone. But that interaction with dealing with a family that that. that it was so uncomfortable. It was so seemed like something that was probably a great idea in the eighties, but in now it just was like was really too intimate. And they they gave us like a like a picture of the kid, and it was just. I mean, it was so. It freaked me out so much that I have a hard time doing stuff like I would never be able. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to function at a soup kitchen. I'd, I'd be. Are you talking about working there full time? No, 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 just, just volunteering. It makes me feel like I got it so good. I don't know. I don't know. It just it creeped me out. Leanne would be better to uh, equipped to explain the feelings that happened when we adopted that family. But now we just give money to uh, people that give that just give the fuck just take the fucking money. Well, I, I, like I said, and I mentioned this earlier, and through, I, I'm in a weird position right now. I've got, like I said, four more episodes in my mind. Because this is so personal and real, it's very, and it's not stressful. There's a lot. Of, there's tension and anxiety. Your fear. You're you're worried of how people receive it. Correct. I don't care about a season two. I don't care. I don't. I, whatever happens next is going to happen. Oh, you got to go on the road. You got to do this. Okay, I get that. Yeah. That whatever that's going to happen, uh, my instincts are telling me. My body and my instincts are telling me. See this thing through, you, you, you. you but also, I, I look at like you're teeing it up. It's like it's a tee shot, man. It's like you're on, and you're you're back, and it's just like you got to be perfect. Are you? If you're not perfect, you're gonna slice it or you're gonna I'm not even a golf guy or you'll hook it you've got to hit it square perfect so I'm trying I'm taking my quote unquote career it's like a golf shot you know I'm I'm swinging right now yeah and I feel like we're right there I'm lined up because other times when I took that swing I just didn't have the muscles. I didn't have the wisdom, the the muscle memory, maybe, yeah. of doing it right well, as, on a certain stage. It's like, hey, I have squared it up and hit some good ones. Believe me, I've squared. I know that's why I have the confidence. I've squared it up on certain shows. Yeah, I had it doing Chelsea, doing, you know, being in The Hangover. Not that I rocked it, but I squared it up in terms of hey, being in a movie. So all those things were like into the swing and maybe that first one or third one, you know, I did Killborn a few times, but like I was off and and a result was that manic episode. I mean, you could, you could be that far off, miss hit the ball that much. My, my, my getting manic effed up that shot. Yeah. Because I, I had it lined up. Well, well you got a show. It's you about sh- you. You should know. As and I and I say this to to so that you can. How many listeners? You got a lot of listeners. As someone as someone who's teed it up a lot, mm-hmm. and I've taken a lot of 
I've taken a lot of drives off the the first tee box, mm-hmm. and I thought I had it lined up perfect and right. hit in to the woods. You can play out of the woods super easy on this hole. Like this, that's the thing about this business is you can play out of the woods, you can play out of the sand. If I'm back hit, to the tee. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Oh, no, no, I'm going to get it right. Yeah, today it, it's repetition. Yeah, you. That's a positive way to look at it. Yeah. Hey, I'll hit it out of the woods. Yeah, I, I play, I'm that guy. I, I'm always playing out of the woods. I'm that guy, but I'm also – I'm not going to put myself in the woods to begin with. Yeah. I'm not going to – It's I, better to hit right off the fairway. Exact preparation. Yeah. Can I deal with being in the woods? Yeah, I'll deal with it. But right now, I I, I don't need I, – I, I, if I go in the woods, I go right back to the tee. Yeah. I'm not playing out of there now. Not yet. I don't think you have to, man. I think this show is so Four honest. more episodes, Bert, because... I can't wait. Listen. Can you give us a teaser of what's going to happen in the next four? Yeah, I'll give you a teaser. There's <laughs> if four. You, if you had to, because you're so good at giving like almost like uh, catchphrases. Like uh, like you're good at, 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 a, at what theoretically would be just like a hashtag. So if you had to, if you had to like... Hashtag. You want to simplify my answers? I can tell where you're going. If you Bert. could give, if you could give me one word for the next four episodes. Oh, look at! I see how so, you work. So the next episode, what would be like? This clearly- has been. A, you know what this this podcast has been? It's been you like, kind of like I'm running around. I'm like <laughs> one of your kids. I'm running around and you're grabbing me. And I know, but I like it. I, I mean, it's, it makes you're being you're being a responsible parent podcaster. Well, I just I just like the way your brain works. I like listening to you talk, and then I like I like watching because. But it can be like, too much. I know. Sometimes. I wish you did a podcast just yourself. Well, I just, do just by yourself. How dare you? Yeah, I mean, I interview people, but a, a lot of times I just talk. Oh, I'm gonna I gotta I gotta start listening. Brody, to Stephen Brody Stevens Festival of Friendship. That's on the Feral Auto Network. I do Death Squad. I'm loyal to that's my heart. They're oh, Death Squad for life. Death Squad for life, of course, and they have been there for me. But when I do feral, that's just that's the sense that's sensitive Brody. Yeah, that's you know that side. That's the not alternative, but that's sensitive. That's acoustic Brody. Acoustic Brody. Acoustic. When I'm on, oh, that's a fucking that's a great name for your album. Acoustic Brody. Brody. Write that. Let's write that down. Acoustic. Just acoustic Brody. Acoustic Brody. <laughs> Autistic acoustic. Um. So 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 surmise like, like all right all right like, so so two oh, episodes. I can do it. I can two do episodes it. was okay, push it to it. the limit. Okay. I can. I don't know if I can do a hashtag. Okay. I don't even. I forget. I have to. Th- this. I'm in the middle of this thing, and I, uh, I sometimes I get confused. So this Sunday, when will this air? Probably next week. Uh, I can air this whenever you want me to. Do you want me to air it today? Sooner the better. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll air. You it. think this is an airable? I mean, I'm doing very airable, dude. Yeah, very. I'll, I'll air it. The only problem is, at one point you said 2014, and I thought to myself, well, I guess I can air this in 2014, and I don't have to correct him and say it's 2013 oh. still. Well, I'll do whatever you whatever. No, you no, no, right, no, no, no. I'll, uh, I'll air this. I'll tell you what. I'll air it. Um, what's today? It's day after Christmas. I know, but what? I don't know what day it is. It's Thursday. It's Thursday? Yeah. I'll air it. Uh, I'll put it up tomorrow. By no, tomorrow. no rush at all. Yeah. I'll, I'll just, do yeah. I, I, I. Here's the deal. What I've learned, Bert... Mm-hmm. Is trusting others. I trust you. I trust you. I trust your your podcast. I, I respect you. I understand. 
And that's why I come in with like the caveat. Is that the right? I'm letting people know ahead of time that I'm a little, you know, I'm spread thin. And due to that, I'm a little, I can be irritable. I could, and I could also be in, you know, like I'm doing. That's why I, I really, you know, I think on my podcast, because I'm in complete control, I really can just bring it down. Yeah. I know what's best for me, and I know what's best for that particular audience. When I go on somebody else's podcast, like I'm a guest here or guest somewhere else, I can get into it. Like, you know, like I'm doing that. And I just think in the back of my head, I'm a, you know, somebody in the cubicles getting mad at me. He's talking too much. He's loud. That's the reason you're here is to talk. Right. But I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm so, you know, this is podcasting. You know, I was on stage last night at, you know, three in the morning with, with, you know, David Arquette and Don Barris. And we're going, you know, you have to put out that energy. Yeah. And then it's like, hey, the next day. All right. Podcast mode. But I'm just making excuses for how how I'm behaving. So or how I'm acting. So let's go through. Let's I have so many things, honestly, going on in my head right now that I I, I, I am kind of like people are letting me do it. You know, I have to promote this thing a little bit. I love podcasting. It's a form of therapy. Believe me. I can, You're really good at it. Well, You're I, a really I, good guest on podcasts. Podcasts are such that I will, a lot of times I will down, I will download the podcasts of people I'm excited to listen to talk. Like, there are very few podcasts, probably, I will say Marin and Rogan are the two podcasts. I'll just listen to all their podcasts because I trust whoever they have on. Like, most of the other ones, and Ari's, I listen to a lot of Ari's because Ari's, and Duncan's got a really great podcast. Um... And Joey, I take that back. There are a lot of podcasts, but the majority of podcasts I just go to and I'm like, oh, Brody's on. I'll listen to this one because I'm exci- I, I, I know I'll be excited. To- Colin Quinn. If Colin Quinn's on any podcast, I listen to it no matter what. Yeah. You know, because I know I'm going to like what Colin Quinn has to say. Um, so wait, let's go through the episodes. Okay. So this week. All right. This so this f- Sunday will be. No, these are nine and ten. They're hour long. They're half. Well, they're nine and ten, which will be 44, 42 minutes. Okay. So, yes, it's like you're watching one episode. I love it, by the way, an hour long. They back it to back. They back it to back. So this will be six and seven, seven and eight, nine and ten. So this one is me getting mad at things the process of making this show and how i'm dealing with kind of we pull back the curtain a little bit on this one yeah and so if you had to hashtag it it would be oh we're back to that yes um i like how you're doing that (laughs) hashtag I'm going to say frustration. Okay. Hashtag frustration. <laughs> You're really good at that. Okay, so then then that's this Sunday, correct? That's episode nine, episode which is this Sunday, but then, we have nine and ten. So, so episode nine ten, ten would be hashtag... I'm going to say Seattle. Okay, perfect. Um, episode 11. Hashtag Boston. 
Episode 12. Hashtag celebration. And then we have... That's it. That, that's 12 episodes. Okay, okay, perfect. And then I think this is to tell you how how honest I am. Yeah. I, 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 I taped the half-hour special for Comedy Central. I don't know when it's going to air. I don't know if... I, 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 I'm assuming it's going to air. air. It'll definitely air. Okay, I'm assuming yeah. it's going to air. But to tell... I want to let other comedians know... No, it's, this is common sense. I mean, obviously, your 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 own television opportunity is going to way more than a one half hour special. So I have not even thought about that. Okay, you know, but you would think the stand up in you would think about, but I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I've kind of like. I am a stand-up, but I'm also admitting when I do stand-up now that I'm not in stand-up mode, guys. You're not going to get set-up punch. I'm not giving that. To, I can't. Well, you've, you, you're one of the first people to not do that. Well, yeah, but I can do jokes. Do I have jokes. jokes. Oh, yeah, I mean, no, no. I the, can... the beauty of you on stage is not necessarily watching your set-up punch. The beauty of you is watching you right. go to a different place. Go to a different place or doing crowd work or, you know, riffing or whatever. Yes, I get that. I like doing that. But like I said earlier, like you're comedian, it's about jokes. At the end of the day, jokes. Because if you have your jokes, you've got your, your, I don't want to get violent, your artillery. You're you're protected by your jokes. So you get up there and, you know, you, but after a while, you know, you got to write new jokes. That's why guys, can, real stand-up comedians, write, constantly writing. What's next? I am not doing that right now because I was on that oddball tour and I was hosting. It was like putting out energy and that now it's like. I'm promoting. I'm working on the show. I'm thinking about being accepted. I can't write jokes. All I can do is write a to-do list, hike, headshots. Australia. UK, Australia. <laughs> I cannot sit and write jokes right now. I can't I'm not either. in that mindset. I'm not in that place. I'm too there's too much anxiety and tension for me to write jokes. Right now. Well, I, would, I'm I, wanna, like, I want to see you on stage days. be you. I want to see you on stage being you. Well. Because that, that is the fun. That is the reason. Okay. You're one of, you're, you're, that is the reason you are definitely. You're a great comic, but you're also a comics comic. Like comics stay to watch you perform. And it's because. I remember Ari and I were at UCB. Comics love when I get pissed. You, I and, don't like it. No, no, no. Me and I Ari, don't want to go into that red zone. Me and Ari watched you at UCB one night. And we sat in the back, and you were destroying. It was seamlessly and effortlessly. You were not doing material. You were talking to the audience. You were having a conversation. I just remember somehow you the the thing that makes you hilarious is the attention to detail on something like a bus route through uh, through fucking uh, through like Encino. Well, and- I'm. Like Look, I grew up here, so yeah. I'm lucky in that sense. I, I have a home field advantage. It's it, it is it is. We sat in the back, and Ari and I were laughing so hard, and we were like, "God, man, you're really." It's you know, you. I think in getting away from the jokes, sometimes you find your voice a little clearer, and then when you come back to writing jokes, I bet it'll be. Um, well, I know I'll get back. I, yeah. I, I'm going to get. Uh, look, 
everyone's got a unique, their own unique situation. And I'm in one of those right now. It's unique to me. It's unique specifically, maybe not unique in general, unique to me, unique specifically, but also unique in general. Yeah. That being said, and then me being me, all, everything, my whole life, my baseball, my personal, my current, my professional life, I can't let my guard down yet. I'm not. I won't. Yeah. I will not celebrate. I will not thump my chest. I will not. I won't. I, 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 I won't. You know, I'm a very. I'm. I, I'm holding. And and I. And if it after four more, what? And you're saying like, bro, what are you waiting for? Are you? Are you? I mean, guys ask me, are you getting more chicks? Are you banging chicks now? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to. Yeah. Because I don't want to do anything different until this particular date. I'm date driven. So I have a date that I'm zeroing in on. Yeah. And when I hit that date, then you get a different Brody. And I can tell, and I'm still not sure. I I, I don't know what we're going to, again, it's that tee shot. I'm going to say that date. Is that tee shot now? And I didn't know it when I started swinging. I had an idea. Okay, it's going to be in, you know, sometime in the future. I'm doing a golf swing here, Bert. Can, yeah, I wish it. Yeah. You know, so There's it's a like visual. it's a tee shot. And I feel like, okay, on that tee lined up is January 5th, Sunday night, next, uh, basically a week from when you hear this, yeah. or a little more. And I feel. Let me get through this with little disruption on Twitter, little disruption in my personal physical condition, little disruption arguing on podcasts or, you know, being the way I am. If I can get to January 5th, I will guarantee you. That's the ball striking date. That's the ball. That's that's the ball strike. And then I'll let it go. And, it, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm confident I'm going to hit a good tee shot. You're hit a I'm feeling shot. better and better as I'm getting. I'm feeling. Now, look, I, I could hit it square and my alignment's a little off. It could be off. And that's going to cause me, you know, to be not right down the middle. But you know what? In comedy, that's okay. Yeah, if you push it or pull it a little bit, it's fine. As long as you're in the fairway and you are teed up square and perfect, I'm I'm a I am a discernible. T- I have a very uh, discernible taste in television and what I enjoy okay. watching. I do not watch just anything, and I what I enjoy, I get excited for when I see it in my list on okay. the DVR and enjoy it is in Thank my you. list. I don't erase the old ones Thank so that you. Leanne can watch them, and and uh, and yeah, dude, I think you're gonna crush but, the ball. Well, uh, I, you know what. I'm going to hit that ball hard. Yeah. I can tell. I can just tell. And and you say, well, Brody, how can you tell? It's from putting the time in. It's from doing 2,500 audience warm-ups. It's from going to the comedy store, staying there to 2.30 in the morning, pushing it with Don Barris and fighting and doing the podcast and learning and getting emails and, and, and tweets from people and 
It's just all of that. And people are letting me do it. And, you know, I'll, I'll say this. Let me just say this. When I, you know, I think January, I'm looking forward to that date. I really am. Meaning like this will be over. Like pushing, push Brody. Over. Technically over. Yeah. Nothing to promote really. Initially. After. What will keep re-airing? And it'll keep rerunning. Okay. And people will keep watching you. Keep People will keep finding you. And that all, I get. I can tell we're wrapping up here. I, 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 but, <laughs> but, I, 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 because it's out in the universe, I'll wipe my hands of it. Yeah. That's and I, I, I'm not there yet. You're, I don't know. I, my, my gut is telling me that it's going to be okay. You're going to be, be good, great. Brody. It's going to be great. That's that's what my gut is telling me. My head isn't telling me yet that. My head's all over the place. Yeah. My mouth speaking. You can hear my in my breath. The, my head and my mouth, my chest, not my gut. My chest, my mouth, and my head are telling me that we don't know, Brody, there's doubts. But in my gut, I feel like I'm going to nail this tee shot. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's how I feel. I think you are. And on that, we'll end. No, I'm kidding. Uh, if you guys have not seen it yet, it is on Sunday nights at 11 o'clock uh, on Comedy or Central. Nine, or, 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 or midnight. Or midnight or nine. <laughs> It's. I gotta it's, laugh more. I mean, you. I. I don't think I've. I've very seldomly seen you laugh. No, I laugh. I laugh when I'm. Believe me, when I'm not. When I'm not performing. Yeah. When I'm performing, it's hard for me to laugh. It oh, really is. Now, I can. I, I can fall apart laughing on stage. I can't. I have. I. But I have a very loose approach no to the way. to the art form. <laughs> I, I. I could never honestly doing stand up. It's rare that I'll laugh on stage. I just can't. I, I will never laugh at myself. Rarely, yeah. I might make myself chuckle. I mean, I did on Conan once. Like it was like this joke is so cornball. I can't believe it. Um, I make myself. I'll laugh never. All the time. I never like. I just don't laugh. No way. I just don't. I'm just conditioned not to laugh on stage. I was laughing yesterday morning. Um, on stage. Nope. Uh, no, I'm saying coffee. me on stage. Back oh, well, to you. Yeah, I was laughing yesterday morning in the front yard. I was smoking a cigar and having a coffee at like five in the morning, mm-hmm. and I'd gone through some real bad OCD stuff the night before, and I couldn't sleep. What's your OCD? Uh, I I will obsess I'm about obsessed, what uh, about a, a thought. Okay, um, I so obsess like, about my beard. Uh, really? You know, your beard is is good. I obsess about my beard. No, but you, if I had your beard, see, I would be staring in the mirror at myself, and I could see like, uh, okay, I, I obsess about this line. I, I don't obsess lines. about that line. I I go, this line needs to be straight. You're talking this about line the line, the back by the ear. Yep, got it. And then and then I don't worry about the neck, but I'm I'm really I'm. I will spend a lot of time making sure that this line. It's good. The looks, cheekbones looks looks natural. Oh, see, mine looks unnatural. Mine's, but I can get away with that. Yeah. I like the Armenian hip hop look. Yeah, <laughs> I can get away with a tight beard. It's almost funny. Is that DJ Khalid? Yeah, all those guys. Drake. I, I like that. It's yeah. kind of funny to yeah, have. Yeah, Drake's got. Yeah, you do have a Drake esque kind of beard, right? Um, but yeah, I, 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 I. But my beard's fuck. My beard's effed up. I've got. If you look, 
It's so funny. I'm all I, all I have I, scars from like trying to get my beard perfect. So I so the other night I like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh Christmas yeah. we were doing something with the girls and I was trying to mess with them. Okay. And I was throwing balls up on the roof. To, gotcha. To kind of you know balls simulate, on the roof simulate reindeer. <laughs> and God. so uh, and so it freaked out Pris and Pris got the dog. Really scared and we've spent a great deal of money to fix Pris. She's had, fix. What do you mean fix? She's had two dislocated kneecaps, two torn ACLs. All right, that's fixing. How and did she get that? Was she a football overbreeding. player? <laughs> Over <laughs> overbreeding. Overbreeding. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I wish I could overbreed. So, so I wouldn't have my. I guess I'd have a dislocated wrist. <laughs> If I when I over if I overbreed it would be a dislocated wrist. So so but I but I thought I heard her. I thought I heard her in, in oh, that's, with uh, the girls. That hurts. I didn't, that I didn't hurts. touch her, but she was scared, Aww, and I couldn't tell if the scared doggy. was was she hurt herself. She got spooked or what? Oh, okay. So I, I stayed up all night thinking, God damn it! If I have to put this dog down, oh well, because I was fucking around with the girls. Yeah. And so I woke up, but then I and okay. then I got myself out of it. I was like, I'm all right, good. Used to, but I started giggling because I. Was listening to I think Bing Crosby sing the Twelve Days of Christmas, and I had done that on a radio show, but I had not really sung it. And I just thought to myself, if I had committed to that fucking song with Steve Byrne, and we had sung it on Cowhead Show, singing it exactly like they did on that thing, and just really were earnestly singing that song, it would have been fucking awesome. And I was so mad that I didn't. I was giggling at me and Steve earnestly. Look at that squirrel. Me and Steve earnestly. Uh, singing that song but anyway uh brody stevens at brody is me friend yeah and that's an homage to tony and mr lee my my bus boys at cafe Undutois in new york on 44th and 6th street right there in times square tony who's albanian is mr lee he may or may not be alive he was from china hong kong brody you good guy you me friend you good guy you me friend so that's what Brody is, me friend. Yeah, it's an homage to those guys. I've heard, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of answers today. Uh, Stephen Brody Stevens. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, and I'll keep that one tight. Brody protects little Stephen. And then I, when I heard Brody Stevens getting back to that, that just didn't. That's not me. I'll go with that right now, Brody Stevens. It's not who I truly am. Are you Brody? I'm Brody. Brody's here. Yeah. Brody is here. So is Stephen. Is Stephen is Stephen in this room right now? Yes. Stephen is here. <laughs> uh and so is Brody. Who who when you go to bed at night and you have dreams and you dream, do you remember your dreams? Sometimes. Do you dream as Brody or as Stephen? <sighs> uh, both. It go, it's back and forth. I mean, I have baseball dreams. I sometimes have comedy dreams. When you're on stage, you're Brody. When I'm on stage, I'm Brody. But, but, but Stephen Brody Stevens. <laughs> when I, when I, I, again, it's putting out in the universe. Yeah. Once I put out Stephen Brody Stevens out in the universe and yeah. I kind of <laughs> revealed that. It, it makes people question, what do you mean? Your name's not Brody or whatever. I put it out in the universe. I feel so much better about it. So yeah. when I hear Brody Stevens now, it doesn't bother me as much. Yeah. Because I have this alter ego guy, Stephen, Brody Stevens. And it's out there. 
and I feel like the name stuff, it used to be a cringer for me. Like when you would say, your name's not Brody? And they would be like disappointed or confused. And it would kind of, I didn't like that feeling. I didn't want you to be disappointed because you realized that's not my name. Like I've been fooling you all. No, no. I knew Brody was in there somewhere, but I didn't know. I was obsessed with the fact that your name was Steven Stevens. Well, Steve Stevens is a guitarist for uh, Billy Idol. Really? Rebel Yell. I didn't know that. In the Rebel Yell, we cry more. Steve Stevens is a great guitarist. If you you were a comic, what would you be doing? If I wasn't a... I like to say comedian, but um, what would I be doing? Yeah, what would I want to do, or what would I be doing? If, like, if you weren't, if you hadn't found this, what would I be doing? What do you think you'd be doing? Probably sales, some kind of teaching or instructing, maybe. This probably would have stayed with coaching baseball. No, I, I wasn't into coaching. I yeah. can do it. It's not my dream. We should. We I, should. I wanted to be. I, I wouldn't mind being a teacher. Like I've always wanted to be. Kind of. A, I've always wanted to be a teacher. I think. And I'm actually in the state of California. I am a legal registered in the state of California. I'm legally registered as a. I'm legally registered in the state of California. <laughs> like I built this up. As a um, substitute teacher, you can I give you? Can I tell you what I th- I would love to see for season two? If you do a season Teach. two of do it, no, With I kids, want you to right? I want you no? to coach a girls softball team. Ugh. <laughs> why? Would I, but why would I be into that? <laughs> I'd rather all, teach kids. You wouldn't. Well, what about coaching a youth baseball team? I've been there and I've done that. Really? Yeah, I would love to see it. I, I worked at a baseball camp. It's going on right now, a winter baseball camp, yeah. with my my friend who's a major league coach, Michael Berzello. And I would work this camp, and I'm good with kids. I've done all that. It's just right. I can't do it right now. And I, yeah. I think it's out of my system, the little league coaching. Yeah. Maybe I'll come back to that when I have a child, hopefully. Gosh willing. God willing. I'm on the Tom Arnold uh, time scale. Yeah. Tom Arnold had a kid when he was 15. Tom Arnold was one of the nicest guys. I ran into him on an, at an airport. And he was so fucking nice. Tom Arnold. I worked with Tom since since 2001. I worked with him at Best Damn Sports Show. Basically, every he was there every show. A thousand shows with Tom Arnold. And so I was around him every day. And he brought it every day. Yeah. Never took a day off on the show. Brought the energy. And... Always was cool with me, liked inner joke with me. We brought had, you on the Ed McMahon roast. Yeah, I did the Ed. He brought me in for that. And uh, you you killed on that roast. Is that still online? <laughs> Somewhere, yeah. Maybe. I, I remember seeing that James with, Cameron, I I Ed McMahon, with Eddie, with Eddie Ift. Eddie and Ift, Ift and I watched it. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, maybe on the road. I can't. I can't. Maybe it wasn't Eddie. Maybe it was Gary Goldman. But we watched it and we th- we were like, God damn, you murdered. I did okay. I did. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. But Tom really, you know, I can, he's a good guy, and he's funny. Yeah. You know, no, I don't think anyone ever said he's not funny. So Tom was funny, and he's also a good guy, flawed. He always talked about that, and I just learned from him. Be nice. Sometimes I would get worked up 
be nice. You know, put that in my head. And, you know, Tom's like the Pope of Hollywood. He, everyone loves Tom Arnold. I was around that. I saw it. I saw yeah. his, I felt his energy. I didn't have to hang out with him. I didn't have to go motorcycle bike riding with him, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, or go to some. Tom has friends in high places. Yeah. You know, you can say whatever you want about Arnold, but it'd still be cool to hang out with him. So I didn't have to, like, tag along with Tom to get that experience. I, I picked up that energy. Tom was good enough. Have you to, talked to him since your show's been airing? No. No. Um, he texted. He tweeted something. That was nice. So um, always been, you know, always been good with me. Joked around with me. Would always, like, every day we had our little banter at Best Damn Sports Show. So, I, I, I mean, my thing, I think about. You know, you just got to soak it in. You got to listen. Freshmen are to be seen, not heard. Just listen. Soak it in, you know. Oh, it's always about you, you, you. Guys, I've watched a lot. I've listened a lot. And that's how you do it, friend, you know, from your friends, successful friends. And then sometimes you're friends with people who aren't successful. And you still got to, you're still their friend. You're still friends with them, hopefully, but you also learn from them. You go, well, you see why this guy is in that position. And you see like, that guy's in that position. That guy's happy. This guy seems unhappy. Not as happy. Wants to be happier. I've been there where he's at. And I've kind of tasted that. And I'm saying, you can get here. You can go to that other place. So... I forget where that came from. Again, one of my thoughts, one of my crazy thoughts. But I, I just, just try to be, uh, you know, be nice. Be be nice is a big one. I forget what else. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm supposed to go hang out with my kids. Forget them. Let's keep going. Five hours. <laughs> well, this is. I know great. we went a lot. This has been a great podcast, Brody. I, Bert, I, I got to take a leak so bad. I'll show you to the secret. Party. I'll just pee on the Christmas tree <laughs> in front of your kids. I'm a that's, legalized substitute teacher. Reg- I'm a legalized registered substitute teacher. <laughs> um, show enjoy it. Anything else you want to plug? No, that that's it. You know, I want to say thank you to everybody who's listening, who's been following me around on this uh, international promotional tour. And uh, nothing else I really want to plug. I just want to get through these next, basically by January 5th. Check on me. Say, are you doing okay? January 5th. January, yeah. uh, No, actually, probably January 6th. Yeah. How about that? Okay. January 6th. I mean, I'll know. Let's say January 6th. January 6th. Check on me. And if things are going well. Which I, my gut, I feel like I'll be in a good place. I'll it'll put be a, a good I'll put day. A reminder into my phone to give you a call be a on good January sixth, and I'll probably have. I'm gonna. I'll take that week as a celebration week. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm gonna be working. I'm scheduled to work actually. Where you at? Midnight show. Chris Hardwick. I had a dream about Chris Hardwick last night. Connection. I had a weird dream about Chris Hardwick. Let's see. You push, did 6th. you push it to the limit with Chris? No, he wanted to do a. Um, oh, I'm gonna be. I'll be at the BCS uh, championship game. Oh, that's awesome. I got to take a leak so bad. I want to ask you you a question. Why don't you come on my podcast? Brody, I'd love to. I would love to. All right, let's just take a break, and then we'll just... I have got a memory card, so you got to Zoom. 
I got a memory card. I can't do it. We'll flip around. Why not? I can't do it now. I was supposed to do shit with my family. This is my one time home. I'm calling you January 6th. Brody, I absolutely love you. I think you're such a great dude. You Well, thanks, so Bert. You've, always, such a great you've always been my uh, a good good energy. You are a good guy. You're a very you're better than a good guy. I'm happy for your success. I'm happy for yours. I I I, I mean I'm pretty amazed that it's not amazed. See, that's my luck moment. Well, I'm amazed you're doing well. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool that your shows that you're doing, you get to travel around, and you. I know, I know that's making you a better person, a better father, and I know you're a good father to your kids. I see. I've been to this house, so that's. I'm. In, I'm. In, I give it up to the fathers out there because that is a real commitment, and. That's just a fact. I, I and I would like to hopefully one day be a father, and hopefully have the skills to be a good father. You know, you can be anybody can be a father, but to be a good father, I, I hope to be able to do that. And I think, I think your life uh, l- loans itself to being a good father. Florida State. I'm sure you had a good father. You did. I know you had that big article in Rolling Stone, and you. Hustled. I saw you in New York. I remember you in those rooms. I knew you didn't belong there. I yeah. saw that you were that guy, and then you found you, you found your found your lane. You found it. So you're 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 doing it. And I, I see, I, I see you out there. I don't wa- I don't watch a lot of stuff. I, yeah. I'm in, I, and that's another thing in closing that I hope to be able to do. I really. I watch stuff, you know, my mind, I do pick up stuff, I'm aware of things, but to sit there and watch a movie, to sit down and listen to a podcast, to sit there and watch a TV show when I'm not at my mom's watching The Mentalist or uh, The Good Wife, I want to get back to that. I want to say, I want to be not forced, but I want to watch stuff. I want to see movies. I want to say, hey, good job. I want to get so, I want to get out of my head. Yeah, and be able to be giving to others, not even, spe- but maybe specifically to send somebody a note. Hey, good job! I liked you on that. I I haven't done that for years. It's just not in me. I I haven't seen it. So many popular television shows or things in my friends' lives that I should have been more made the effort to be more present yeah with a card or playing the game with a gift or somebody getting married a note i didn't do that i want to do that well i think i think after all this craziness slows down i think it'll be probably a little well crazy slowing down in my head yeah i'm talking i haven't not only have i not done it i mean for the last we'll say the last year i've done nothing in terms of helping somebody specifically, even myself. I've gotten two speeding tickets. I didn't go to traffic school. I, I paid them. I paid my tickets. Yeah. But I didn't do online traffic school. You don't think that bothers me? It bothers me. <laughs> I have two points on my record. But I did that, and then my insurance rate, they really do go up, people. If you don't pay your speeding, if you, if you don't go to driving school online, it's simple. I was so into this show. 
I'm not accepting messages. I'm not doing this. I'm not shopping. Because if this show works, it's not it's, this is my this is not my avatar, but this is my this is my land of the lost. This is my opening into another world. So let me get through that and then we all win. That's what I look at my show. I've got my friends on the show. Yeah. I'm not putting them on because they're my friends. Sandy Dantos was on. Sandy Danto, Don Barris, um, Josh Wolf is on. People in my lives, Tom Arnold, I can go on. And I didn't put them on. Oh, they're my friends. I'm going to get them in. I put them on because that's just what I was feeling. Yeah. So I want to, I know I, my thoughts, I get on a roll and I, I you know, I kind of flail after that, but <laughs> I just want to. Enjoy things. I hate to say, I mean, I want to enjoy it. I want to, you know, be able to just be more. I want to participate more in society that I can take a deep breath now. Yeah. And I go, okay, that's out there. Okay, good. Let's go see a movie. I have nothing to prove. I'm not, I'm not on, not doing, I'm not doing a podcast to gain fans. I'm not to prove to you. Now I've, I've, I'm not saying I proved it, but I have some form of validation. There's some well, you, little bit of validation. Validated by, mo- by all comics. I, comics, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the fans find who we like. The good comics rise to the top, and, and, and good comics. Yeah. Good, good comics, no good comics, I have always said. I, I, I have nothing, honestly, nothing but love for. Almost, er- I mean, every comedian. I I have not had one. I mean, I can think of a few times, like less than five, where comedians have been jerks to me. Yeah, and they probably had a right to be that way. They had a right to be that way. They didn't have. That's all. I wasn't even bad. Yeah, less than five comedians. Mm-hmm. So, I like I said, I wish I was supportive. Verbally, a note, not just a tweet. I don't even do that. Yeah. To say, hey, nice job. I saw you on that. Because you know what? I'm actually not seeing them on it. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, because I'm so in my head, I'm not actually, I'm not doing it. But it's also, hey, you got married. I went to the wedding. You're registered. I should get you a gift. You had a kid. I should see your baby. I have friends that have had kids now for two or three years that I haven't seen that I should. It's kind of like shows who I was like, oh, I'm seeing you all the time. Why was I going there? Oh, maybe because he was selling me pot. I was hanging out, but we became friends through pot and other things. And then to not stop that down, that stuff, you know, bothers me a little bit. So we're all hard on ourselves. You're hard on yourself. I'm hard on myself. It's learning, and we're lucky that we have these podcasts because you. I know there's people out there that that are listening and learning and appreciating what we're talking about today. Thank well, you. all right. The show's enjoyed. <laughs> I'm putting down the mic. I love you, Jim Brody. I think you're great. Thank you for doing this, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> This episode was brought to you by The Machine.